0: I love the movie, but I want my carpenter less comedic and more 12 year old girls getting shot in the chest. That's what I want my carpenter to
1: Fuck, <laughs> Dave.
2: Tell us how you really feel.
3: <laughs> Good evening. Welcome
2: to Two Maddening Hours of Horror and Fright. <laughs>
3: one that can
4: see children of the night
3: what music they
4: make without being killed
2: cynicism is gone. We have faith in our leaders. We're optimistic as to what becomes of it all. It really boils down to our ability to accept. We don't need pessimism.
1: Hi, I'm Candy the Final Girl. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum.
2: And I'm Shaun of the Dead. You? You're okay. This one? Real fucking ugly.
1: And tonight, on the 30th anniversary of the film, we are talking about the 1988 John Carpenter film *They Live*. We have Mac the All Star.
5: You know, you look like your head fell into cheesy dip back in 1957.
4: <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have Crystal. Ooh, it's like a drug. Wearing these glasses gets you high, but you come down hard. <laughs> Good one. Dave Gurman.
0: Brother, life's a bitch, and she's back in heat. Yes.
1: Yes. And Rob, the cinema drunkie, Antiguera.
6: You know, I take these glasses off. She looks like a regular person, doesn't she? Put them back on, formaldehyde face. That's what's going on here. Yes, all right.
2: Formaldehyde Formaldehyde face. face. (laughs) Classic.
6: I, lo- I love that line because it's something I would say to somebody.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I would say the line that I said, too. I, I, I have said it. Um, and speaking of which, uh, I, I'm going to hijack and do the opening discussion here. Um, this movie... We talk about nostalgia a lot. This is a movie that is literally so tethered to my childhood and, and the, the good parts of it that I... Like, we were watching it last night with the commentary with Roddy Piper and John Carpenter. And it was just such a beautiful thing. But just hearing Roddy Piper talking and then that famous laugh of his. I was, like, kind of crying a little bit. Like, I was, wow. Like, I miss this guy so much. And, um... You know, I grew up, uh, my 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 grandparents were country and my grandpa liked us wrestling. So I was always watching wrestling. And and that's what it was. And even at his funeral, he was like, uh, bet Francis is up in heaven fishing and thinking about wrestling, you know? Um, but uh yeah, and my mom my mom loved wrestling and her favorite was Roddy Piper. So when this movie came out, um I was nine years old and we watched it and I had a fucking great time um the commentary if you have it with the one with Roddy Piper and John Carpenter um i believe was it Shout Factory that released that no. yes, yes shout factory yeah. okay so it is just a beautiful commentary and this man is truly missed uh wrestling was a huge part of my life and i've told this embarrassing story before but in 6th grade you know this would be 1990 i we had to give a presentation on what we wanted to be when we grew up and i wanted to be a wrestling manager And everybody was like, this bitch is crazy. (laughs) Like, what Uh, the fuck kind of career is that? Is that really a career? Um, But I wanted to touch on just a little bit of Roddy Piper because um, John Carpenter says it himself in the commentary, you carry this entire film on your shoulders. As the character of John Nada, which we know Nada means nothing. So he's kind of like an everyman. But Roddy Piper, uh, he was one of wrestling's greatest, what they call heels, you know, the bad guy. You know, he had this completely huge personality. But actually, he's, he's very introverted, he says. I don't know. It'd be weird to, to think about that because he's just such a big presence. But also, I mean, really, this movie is Roddy Piper and Keith David. And can we just round of applause for Keith David? Fucking phenomenal actor. Like, those two, and you got a fucking great-ass movie. And John Carpenter really loves this one because it opened up at number one. He was so proud of it. And you could hear the joy in his voice and the joy between the two of them just complimenting the fuck out of each other and being buddies and that commentary. Like that, that, was, that was really a delight. And Roddy Piper paid, paved the way for a lot of wrestlers to go into acting because we know that wrestling isn't technically real. You do have to be athletic. You do have to you know, know the moves and, and, and be in good shape, but it's a lot of acting. And so now we have so many wrestling actors, and it's all thanks to Roddy Piper, starring in a number one opening film by John Carpenter.
2: And I'll be real quick here, uh, you know, I share candy sentiments, uh, we watched the, uh, like she said, the, the commentary last night, and you know, it was, it was great to hear his voice, uh, the two of them together, they're like old friends, uh, getting together, just chatting about a movie, and uh it, it was kind of you know kind of sad, especially for me, like because I grew up in the '80s watching wrestling, huge wrestling fan, um, and watching Rowdy Piper, watching Hacksaw Jim Duggan, uh, and oh, and, and, and there was a there was a moment where where Rowdy Piper says that um, the the quote that Dave used, uh, "Life's a bitch," and she's back in heat, that that was one of Randy Macho Man Savage's favorite lines, and that he would use that line any chance he got and that kind of made me tear up too because we've also lost, you know, Macho Man and, uh, you know, I mean it was just, it, it was very nostalgic, you know I, that's what I love about this movie it's nostalgic to me, takes me back to thinking about those wrestling days being 8, nine, ten years old, I had the fucking wrestling buddy stuffed animal, you know dolls that we used to, I used to fucking DDT off the fucking couch and shit Jake the, <laughs> Snake, Jake the Snake was my fucking shit back then um but this movie in itself like this is another one of those movies that was it was a dad flick you know this is one of one of the flicks that me and my dad bonded over and the reason why it had everything in it that we bonded over it was a sci-fi horror action comedy fucking hybrid and you know it it had all the the anti-capitalist themes you know and you know it was this movie watching this now it feels like it's so much more relevant today than even back in 88, you know, like, like the whole, like, you know, conform obey, you know I mean? Fuck. We got a clothing line out of this company or out of this, out of this movie, you know, with, with obey. And it's just, you know, everything about this movie resonates today. I think even more than it did, um, back then, but yeah, to, to, as far as the acting can, is concerned, uh, Rowdy Piper, one of the first wrestlers to ever make that transition from, you know, the ring to the to the screen, and I think he fucking killed it, you know. And this wasn't his first on-screen appearance. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen uh, Hell Comes to Frogtown Hell town. comes to Frog Town. Yes. But, yes. <laughs>
3: um,
2: he, he he does mention in the commentary this was his first film with a real director, and
3: uh, <laughs> yeah, and.
2: Uh, but no, he, you know, and Keith David fucking absolutely kills it. I want that guy to read me fucking bedtime stories. Uh, his voice is just fucking everything to, to me. Go to motherfucking sleep. And, and all I got to say is that five-minute fight scene was was the fucking shit.
1: I love John Carpenter talking about it. I'm sorry. Oh, but like <laughs> yeah. how it go, went on forever and they rehearsed it for like months in his backyard. And yeah. It just goes on and on. And I'm like, oh, this <laughs> is the best thing ever.
6: Yeah. Yeah, uh, I definitely share your sentiments. This is a big part of my uh, childhood. Um, I was really obsessed with this movie. Um, I forced Mac to watch it many times with me. I forced uh, the entire block. uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I forced uh, everybody to watch this with me. Oh, we got to watch They Live. We got to watch this. You know, like, hey, you coming over to the crib? Bring bring a movie. I'm bringing over They (laughs) Live. We're going to watch the shit out of They Live. Yeah, this was... um, This is one of those movies where it's just like, um, you know, like we we, like, you know, we do talk about nostalgia all the time. And, you know, uh, just just today, I uh, rewatched Armageddon, you know, saying because it was a movie I I liked a lot as a kid. And then I saw it as an adult and I hated it. And then I wanted to see how I felt about it now. And, you know, I find myself doing that a lot about movies I liked as a kid because I want to see how my, you know, my, 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 my evolved, yeah, my evolved taste how I feel about this movie that I love back then and like and I love now. But uh yeah, I've you're always frequently loved the-
1: disappointed by that but there's some movies yeah, sometimes yeah. and some movies yeah. though yeah. that you're just like, damn this shit. Yeah, I like this shit. Uh-huh.
6: Yeah, I remember watching uh uh the old Mega Man with my dad and that was one of his favorite movies. Don't go and, there. And he- yeah, he was. He was like, uh, there was a motorcycle stunt that uh, Charlton Heston stunt double does. He was like, and he said, back in the day, I thought that was the coolest shit.
0: <laughs> you know, that
6: so, yeah. And this was like, there, there's not a point where I didn't love They Live as a kid, you know, as a teen, and as an adult. Now, like, it's just I've there's never been any love lost about it. And um, to touch on something Sean said, uh, that it's more relevant now than it was back then. I. I I, I think it actually is because it's it's just it's it's still relevant as, uh now as it is then because shit hasn't changed it's still the same bullshit back then that it is now is that that's just why it feels more relevant because it was always relevant because it's just the fucking bullshit that we you know that the government tries to put us through uh with the subliminal messaging and all that goddamn shit. um so yeah yeah like i remember watching it and it like in the theater and shit and just remarking that i'm like wow like good lord how shit hasn't changed this was in the goddamn 80s and, yeah. and like you know we're all the way like and now and shit and it's still the same fucking
3: bullshit
6: you know with the scene where the the, the cops are beating back the protesters you know the, that scene is just very reminiscent of like like yesterday you know what i'm saying like you know just all this goddamn bullshit and you know that that ties into to, to Carpenter, you know, his his distasteful authority. I think that this well, is it's his. It's funny because uh,
1: George Romero was the same way, like the great. Yeah,
6: ones. yeah, but I, I think Carpenter was more upfront with it. Like he's he's literally, you know, with this movie and uh, even um, Escape from New York, especially Escape from LA. That ending in Escape from LA was uh, was just like that big old fuck you. Like the literally the ending of this movie is Piper holding up the middle finger, and you know that's such a Carpenter moment. Like, fuck you, you know? That, like, I, I can see, like, like Carpenter, like, really just, like, yeah, just put the middle finger up, because this is the message we're sending. Go fuck yourself, Authority. You know, it's just... I I actually go back and forth a lot, which I love more, This or The Thing. And a lot of times, The Thing wins, but this really just nips on the heels of The Thing is how the Carpenter film I love the most. And, you know, Carpenter being one of my favorite, you know... It's hard, but you know, goddamn, I love this. You know, I'll probably say the uh, thing, but today it's *They Live* because I just love this movie so goddamn much.
5: I enjoyed it quite a bit growing up when Rob first like put it out there because it kind of reminded me of me and him. We were always together. We've will fight with each other if it, it is what it is, but at the end of the day, we were still rocking with each other. And if shit got crazy, we would do what we got to do. Um. And, like, maybe, see, I didn't see it. I know I definitely saw it, like, when Rob brought it around in the 90s. But then I was like, oh, Roddy, Roddy? Oh, then, like, so, you know, there's a lot of stuff in this movie that makes it great. I thought the acting and stuff was good. The nostalgia, memories of me and my brother here. The whole, even at that younger age, I knew the government was trying to control me. So, you know, that whole fight the man, I was always about that. So this movie is a good movie. I know we'll talk a little bit more about things. Okay, uh, Crystal?
4: Um, so I grew up, my mom loved wrestling and she, I was. Baby Crystal was five when this movie came out. So we did not go to the theater to see this, but when it came out on VHS, of course, my mom was like, first, like first. Um, but my dad never really liked wrestling because as I've gotten older, my dad's talked about it. His father was really into wrestling to the point where you couldn't come into the living room while it was on. So my dad kind of like was like fuck wrestling I don't want anything to do with it and then he marries my mom and she's an uber wrestling freak. So my dad will tell you if you actually goaded out of him Roddy Piper is his favorite wrestler. And so I remember watching this my mom was excited to see a wrestler in a movie my dad was like, "Oh, okay, it's Roddy Piper. I can deal with this." But I mean, it just blew us away. I, I remember loving this movie, and I love Keith David. And John Carpenter has talked about his experience with Keith David on the thing he wrote this role for Keith David. So you know, and I I could write just a love letter to Keith David, but Spawn is probably my my favorite thing of Keith David. So I, I love his voice. He can read me anything he wants, anytime. Amen,
5: sister.
3: <laughs>
6: <laughs> I don't no, know about that day. readership, but Spawn. Spawn is mean, the man. Yeah, yeah. Extra double, double I, points to Crystal for mentioning that Thanks, David Spawn
4: yeah. I mean, I could give him the phone book and be like, please, just, just start here. Aaron Anderson. <laughs> but I, I love this movie. I'm a wrestling fan. An 80s, early 90s wrestling fan, before the Attitude Era. Uh, My mother used to paint my face as the ultimate warrior. I have have photographic proof of that. Um, I didn't really have a choice at that point in my life. But um, the only thing I'm kind of mad about is that Roddy Piper doesn't wear a kilt anytime in this movie. That was like the only thing, I was like, "Come on, now." But he, but he it. does
0: wear his shirt kind of tied around his waist at one point, so it's all it's kilt-like. Yeah,
1: because yeah, yeah, I thought and that and was that, a little that pointless. That that's so famous, you know, when he has that yeah. laugh right. from his wrestling. Yeah. Piece, like, oh,
6: well, he yeah. does? not need the he doesn't need the kilt. He's got the mullet, you know. He and, does but and it's he glorious. with a
4: coconut. coconut. <laughs> he doesn't smack anybody with a coconut, and he doesn't wear a kilt. That's my only like complaint. <laughs> <laughs>
0: This is nice, buddy,
6: with the coconut. Oh man, that was what a what a classic moment where he slapped uh, Jimmy Superfly Snicker with the coconut over there. Or
3: when he fucked
1: bananas and shit. On a tree to climb?
3: <laughs>
1: Superfly. That was my brother's favorite. Yeah, Jimmy Snicker. <laughs> um,
0: Dave. So the main thing about this movie for me, we, we've talked about Carpenter's disdain, and it's a deep, burning disdain for authority. Yes. And, we, and and candy mentioned romero is the same way which is there's so many parallels you could draw between uh carpenter and romero that we've t- talked about it before but like so you've got you know a lot of his movies like escape from new york like rob mentioned right very fascistic um government and any like uh, assault on precinct 13 you have the one kind of bad cop he touches on it but this movie is his hatred of authority distilled down to a point where they're actually a different species the mm-hmm. elites the cops are literally a different species leeching off of us. The politicians. It, yeah, politicians, police, and rich, and rich people. people. Rich, rich people. in general. We've, we've got one who can see. So yes. this is just him completely taking that vision. They're literally another species. And that's what strikes me about this film is how much his, his hatred, like the scene that I'm watching right now, the cops walking in the riot line, you know, with the flares and the, and the the uh, the truncheons against the shields which uh, like uh mac mentioned is and rob mentioned could have been yesterday on the news yeah so it's very timely but this is this is what i love about him i love about this film it's his his vision his concept of authority being you know evil this is just distilled down to its purest form and i love it i love the bitterness of it i love that part of it i love carpenters Just hatred of authority. Um, He it just exudes itself in everything he does. He just does not trust authority, Uh, you know. And he, I read, I saw an interview with him on YouTube today to get ready for this, and he was saying that it's not that he's anti-government; he's anti-bad government. You know, people think that you know you have to be an anarchist, like if you're going to criticize the government. Oh, so you just want anarchy? No, I want good fucking government.
5: I would hate to live in a world without police. But I want yeah, good want, police.
0: Someone's yeah. got like, to pay the roads and, you know, whatever, whatever. But we don't want bad government.
1: Right. Yeah. And if I can piggyback off um, um, some of those points, um, I wanted to throw in um, the homeless people. That, that whole section, um, those were real homeless people. Uh, Carpenter wanted to help them out. And, you know, feed them, give them a paycheck. I mean, and it wasn't even Carpenter in the commentary that's saying this. This is Roddy Piper saying this. Saying, like, this man gave these people a paycheck and food. And and he, he said, we were trying to draw attention to the homeless and the poor. And... They were talking about how, like you know, you can do everything you can, but if everybody's not on board, nothing changes. And they and they and I, this was recorded in two thousand one because obviously you know Piper's been gone for a minute. But um, the thing is, is like you know that was pretty fucking awesome actually, like that they did that. And um, we would be remiss. And I think if we, Roddy.
0: I think I think it resonated with Roddy because he grew up very hard, Scrappy. Yeah, it.
1: and he talks about it. Um,
0: yeah,
1: and and. Um, he said, you know, he says, this is my best acting performance ever. And he said, because I had a good director. He's like, um, and actually, um, if you are a wrestling fan from the time period that Crystal mentioned, because that was me in the 80s, early 90s, then I kind of broke off a little bit because it, it just started, I, Vince McMahon, I, I can't fucking stand him. Um, and actually, he Vince went McMahon, dark, we left. Yeah. Uh, so Vince McMahon was actually the reason that Roddy Piper was in this film because Vince McMahon was trying to tell him no you can't do this do this instead and he he's like and he was trying to be polite but he was like he's uh he's a little uh pushy and I don't like that so this so Roddy Piper did the movie left WWF um, which to me is always going to be WWF. I'm like, I don't know why it took like 30 years yes. for the World Wildlife Federation to figure out that. Exactly. Um, like, why did it, it take did that take long? It did take them mad go, long. Oh, the WWF that's <laughs> on TV every fucking week. Like maybe 30 years later. Like, um, no, we want that back, and we, um, you can't have it. Anymore.
4: But anyway, that's confusing pandas with Andre the Giant. I mean, come on. <laughs> no one that I know of.
1: Yeah. Yeah so um but yeah so we left the WWF did this movie and then went to WCW which actually ended up being um better than WWF but I mean I, I kind of quit watching uh, wrestling except for here and there um you know I was older and you know just like we just all kind of I, I switched to basketball um for a while but whatever I just got out of it because a lot of my favorite wrestlers weren't wrestling anymore and, you know, WCW actually became like a force to be reckoned with. And at the time of the recording, um, Piper was putting together his own wrestling, um, you know, sort of organization. But uh, I don't really know what, if that actually went through because um, he was talking, they were planning it. And, uh, you know, like I said, that was recorded in 2001. Like they were referring to the things that just happened in September... Of that year of September 11th 2001 which we all know what that day it was but yeah so i i mean i wanted to throw in like i thought that was great and like neither one of them in this commentary are talking for themselves they're they're complimenting and telling stories about the other person and um, you know like and i love the little i the, what would have made it better the only thing that would have added anything to that commentary was if Keith David was on it too and and Yes. I would have liked that. But it was still really, really great. And, um, yeah, the fight scene, god I could talk about the fight scene all day. It was great. They like, are fucking suplexing oh, and, like, <laughs> fucking doing wrestling moves <laughs> on each other. And it kills me because it just goes yeah, on back. and <laughs> on and on. And they just had, like, a little too much fun with it, I guess. Um, <laughs> but, you know, why not? Why the fuck not? Um, John Carpenter was, like, there for it. he was like, go ahead. That's fine, and he said they barely cut anything out of it because they had rehearsed it so long. So Keith David was a consummate actor, um, was teaching Roddy Piper how to act, and Roddy Piper was teaching Keith David how to fight. Because
2: um, he was a dancer. He was a dancer, right.
1: and he says that a couple yeah, times. Yeah, he was a dancer, and and just you know, just amazing performer. You know, a fucking awesome actor. So like, yeah, they were helping each other, and John. John Carpenter was just magically directing them and like just I don't know this is not even technically a horror movie because you know they say first a horror movie uh, and when they're talking and then they talk about a sci-fi movie and then they talk about an action movie and it's really everything it's really all of these things and so like you know when I wanted to do this through the show because of my intense obsession with this movie I was like you know what we'll go with the horror for now but it's everything and I don't fucking care I'll do what I want. <laughs> I'm John Carpenter. Fuck you.
2: Right. Where's my paycheck? <laughs> I uh, I just real quick, real quick, you know. I mean, to touch on the fight scene, like the thing I love about the fight scene is that it, right when you think it's gonna end, <laughs> it just keeps fucking going. <laughs> and that's the that to me is like part of the comedy aspect behind it. Is like that a, right. yeah, Like a yes. Out. Right here. I'm, yeah. <laughs> Like every like every time you think that okay they fucking they're both on the ground, you know like the the time where Keith David holds his hand out and he's like you know it's over let me help you up and he pulls him up and he fucking punches him again and it's like fuck me man and like
1: the wrestling moves are what kill
2: all all <laughs> to put a fucking pair of sunglasses on right that's that fucking up my- but the the thing that I want to touch on real quick and maybe it won't be real quick because I. I could talk about this guy for days, is George Buck Flowers.
1: I was, yeah. Yes.
2: Yes. In my notes. It's not
1: the first time we've mentioned him.
2: This guy plays a homeless man in so many films.
1: He's always filthy and gross.
2: But he, he brings such a presence. And, you know, he was homeless in Back to the Future 1 and 2. Um, he was homeless in Mac and Me Wish which master. is a, a favorite of Candy and, <laughs> and Candy. Yeah. Oh, Yes. Um, yeah. escape from New York Wishmaster
3: from-
2: you know and and it, when we talked about him in Wishmaster the, the some of the fucking lines he used in Wishmaster
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> I don't know <laughs> <laughs> but you know he just he he brings such a presence and he's he has such small roles in films but in this one, it, it was almost like he had his comeuppance because he actually wasn't just a homeless man. You yeah. know? Right. And if I
1: can say something, well, I was telling Sean last night, when I was a kid and watching this, I didn't even know later on when he was all cleaned up that it was the same guy. It took me a while. I was like,
3: mm-hmm.
1: oh my God.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're not used to seeing him, not homeless in a yeah,
1: movie.
2: Right, he's right. not
4: homeless. He's all coiffed and shit.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, go
6: ahead, Rob. So, um, I wanted to touch on two things you just mentioned: sure. uh, the fight scene, and um, this goes into uh, Keith Davis' character of Frank, and that uh, Frank is the representation of America of how it is, and that um, he's all talk. You know, he's like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna fucking." We can take a sl- 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 sledgehammer to that fancy fucking cars and all that shit. But when the shit goes down, he's the, one of the first to run away, you know. And then uh, in the fight scene, uh, the fight scene is literally uh, Nada trying to get him to see the truth. And that's how most Americans are. They will fight tooth and nail to not have their reality disrupted. You know, this is why he refuses to put the glass- glasses on, because how most Americans are. They don't want to see the truth because they don't want their life disrupted. You know, and that I think that's key to why it's the, the fight scene is so great, because, you know, it's a great fight and it's hilarious because it goes on for so long. But it's also, you know, that allegory to where it's like, this is how strongly most Americans will push back on not disrupting their own lives because that means that they have to do something. Yeah, You know,
0: and, yeah, all he, has to, he all has to do is put the glasses on. All he on. has to do is
6: put the glasses on. All he has to do is put the glasses on, and And he he refuses.
0: He won't
1: do it. The fact that he so hard, you're you're absolutely right.
6: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Consider another viewpoint.
6: Yeah, yeah. You know, and and that's just America. You know, the the you know they just don't want their lives disrupted. You know, they they don't want to see the truth because you know that means they have to do something. Whereas Nada, you know, saying he he's the one who in the beginning he actually believed in America. He believed in the chance. He believed in the land of the free. And then, but when he sees the truth, he's like, oh, I got to do something about this. You know, he he's like the real hero, you know what I'm saying? And of course, you know, Frank, as soon as he sees the truth, he realized, yeah, we have to do something. But I, I thought that was just a, probably one of the most brilliant touches in the movie. And like, you know, it's all contained in this just, hilariously long fight scene you know and, and it's just it is it's, it's too because um i remember uh keith david talking about that uh talking about the shooting of the fight scene and he was like he didn't realize how strong piper was until that fight scene until we're like they were um about to shoot the shot where he lifts him up and throws him on the <laughs> ground he said he cradled me like a baby and then when we were about to start shooting he piper just goes the piper just goes now where do i put him <laughs> you know what I'm it's just like i realized just how, how how strong a man he was you know like how much stronger than he is than me you know yeah and uh it's just that's what that's one of the brilliant things about carpenter is just like he sneaks that shit in there you know it's, it's a very affront like you know he he lets you know like his this this taste for authority but like he puts it in the scene where it's just like you won't really get it because you're, you're just blind about how awesome the fight is but then it has this meaning behind it and then why it's this long you know and it's just you know I I I mean Carpenter's always been a smart filmmaker you know in, in his touches like we've talked about that on um, uh, In the Mouth of Madness how smart he was on that one you know his the, you know the the playing with the meta aspects and the fiction and reality and all that stuff but I think he, he's at his most brilliant in this one like he's really just trying to give the middle finger to uh, the government and all authority and you know he just has these all these touches around it and it's just one of the most glorious things ever and it's like I can see why because Keith David also pointed out that the movie was like disappeared right after that it like he like, was like it was like number one for two weeks it was out there and then it just disappeared you know, so somebody was spooked by what we were saying in this movie, and of, of course, of course, you know what I'm saying, like, it, like it, it's 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 a movie and shit, but like they're terrified of it because you know it's it's pointing the finger and you know and showing that. I mean, it may not be that you know complex and shit, like you know, not saying that the government's aliens, but they might as well fucking be, right? You know, <laughs> because they're they're just separation <laughs> from reality altogether, you know, but.
1: And the rich, you know, it's like pretty goddamn close.
6: Yeah, yeah, most definitely. So, you know, obviously they saw this channel. We can't have none of that. I Can't have any of these people seeing this. And he said it disappeared, like it almost like literally disappeared after two weeks out. It was like nobody could find it anywhere. And it's just like that's that's a bunch of shit. But uh, it's not surprising with it
1: being number if, uh, one.
6: If... Mm-hmm.
2: And I yeah, and most I... definitely. You know. And I think in the in this day and age, the equivalent of putting the glasses on for most people is deleting Twitter. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? hear it is. It's true. Like like so many uh, yeah, people yeah. De- depend on social media to like you know go down that rabbit hole, and it was and it's like you know putting on the glasses and waking up is like backing away from social media and looking at reality for what it really is. So many people get their fucking you know live their lives by social media
1: and i mean i have to be on social media a lot to promote this show but i just said it in chat and i'll say it now um i took 50 pictures of myself till i found one i liked and that's what we do that's what we want to present you know what the best things that we can and people you know have these great lives on instagram and they're a fucking mess in real life it's that kind of shit
6: yeah also, but before I pass it on, also to another point that I have with uh, George Buck Flower is that uh, he's one of the most important characters because he's the one that goes from homeless to rich. And there's one pivotal line that Keith David says that sticks with me. When, like, you know, he's talking about, like, oh, yeah, let's, you know, let's try to make some money. You know, like, we all sell out every day. Hell, everybody does. And then Keith David goes, you do it to your own kind. You know, and, and, and that line is just fucking just, you know, it's terrifying because how fucking truthful is that right you know what i'm saying like how truthful is it that we'll do it to each other you know saying just to be on the rich and the lead. you know and it's true like you know like um people will constantly sell out their their own you know their brothers and sisters and whoever and shit just you know so they can be considered fancy and rich and all that shit and and, and i find that line so goddamn terrifying because how truthful it is you know that that do it to your own kind. And it's like, that's the line that sticks with me the most in this movie. Like, we talk about how funny, like, you know, we did all the funny quotes and all that shit, but that line is the most pivotal and the most terrifying because the human race will sell each other the fuck out for a dollar. And absolutely, yeah. I I just wanted to say that.
1: No, that's brilliant. And it's important. And it's true. Uh, Dave.
0: Well, like Rob was saying about how Frank is representative, representative of America. The line that st- stuck with me the most in this movie is when Frank's saying, what do you say? I have a job now and I plan on keeping it. I'm walking a white line all the time. And what is not his comeback is white lines in the middle of the road. That's the worst place, place to dry, be. You know. Yeah, Frank's, um, and he's like, I got a job. I'm doing, you know, I'm doing okay. Everything's going to be fine. And he's like, you're still going to get run the fuck over. They're going to run you down just the same. And I think to me that's the, the line yeah. that really stuck out. Uh, that, that again, that's Carpenter. You know, the, the very last shot is the middle finger, but this whole movie is a middle mm-hmm. middle finger.
3: Yeah, yeah. And
0: Absolutely. I just, I just love it. I just I just I just love Carpenter for that. I love his, and he's never backed away from that. You know, he he, he to the point where he said, "Fuck it, I'm not making movies anymore because I yeah. can't make the movie I want to make in the Hollywood system. I'm gonna just make music now."
6: You know, but, right? It,
0: it, like to the detriment of his own career. You know what I mean, like where. And to the detriment of all of us film fans too. You know, imagine-
1: right. yeah. like I want the
0: use- product. <laughs> I want more Carpenter, but yeah.
6: Yeah,
5: most definitely. Uh, uh, Mac. So I think like a lot of vibes I get, <clears throat> which everybody said it. We're here, it's like kicking the dead horse, but it's uh, control complacency. People who are comfortable will never try to change what they got going on because they're comfortable. They're not going to try to disrupt their ecosystem. Right. Then you got the people who are living at the bottom who will definitely sell you out for a dollar. And then we kind of sell ourselves out for a dollar. Cause we all go to work we punch a clock. We trade mm-hmm. time yeah. for money. Like, so at the end of the day, and you could see why like his boy Keith was so resistant to put on the glasses cause mm-hmm. man, you trying to have me out my comfort zone. We're we're in the unknown I don't know what Nah, nah, nah This is what I know This is where I want to stay Because it's the easiest route
4: And And it's going on
5: today Like, right That's everybody Myself Like, we all Like, some people Live paycheck to paycheck Some people might be A little better off But At the end of the day If we don't have What, like You know what I'm saying If you're telling me That you're going to take away What I already know And I already have And I know that I'm Good with For something I don't know Nah, man I don't want to hear it,
6: right? And and the, the fact that uh, to, to, to 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 go off what you are saying, Mac, it's like because then if you see the truth, you know you have to do something, and if you don't, you're, you're just complacent with everything else. You know, it's it's just you're you're basically condoning this shit by not doing something when you have the chance to do something, and you know that's that's what they're fighting against. Like you know, it's I have to do something, but I don't want to. You know, because I like, like you said, I don't want to disrupt my comfort zone. They and, throw it
5: out there in movies, yeah. Like in the Matrix, my man wants to go back into the Matrix because yeah, ignorance bliss. Exactly, like,
0: girl, it's just what I bliss. Mean.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like to think that, like, that message is so strong that it really is the entire movie is like, yeah. you know, exactly what you're saying, what you guys are, are talking about is is making a choice and. Do I fight against this unknown thing, this scary thing that makes everything else look trivial that I've cared about in my entire life? Um, and, and, and on the commentary even, they're like, you know, uh, Roddy Piper, who was homeless and, and a runaway, a lot of different things, um, uh, he talks about, you know, the part where they're looking in, the, in a window, somebody's just sitting there watching TV, and he's like, that's what it's like that's what it's like it's just everybody is happy in their own little bubble and they don't want to go outside of it because they're afraid and and so like that's really the theme of this movie the fuck you at the end like i mean that just seals the deal um i love i love that the movie ends like that he knows he's gonna die and he's just like you know what fuck you like seriously fuck you
2: With that that, weak-ass middle finger.
1: Yeah, well, 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 I thought his middle finger moment is great, but Piper himself said he wished he'd done it stronger. And Carpenter's like, no, 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 you did it fine. You did it great. But Piper's like, no, I really, like, really just get it. stretch
2: that (laughs) digit just a little. Yeah, he's like, I really wanted
1: to do it stronger.
6: Well, in his defense, he was dying, you know. He just got shut the fuck
1: up. I think it works, and Carpenter thought it was great. Um, but but, the, but the, the, it doesn't really matter at the end because right. fuck you is the message.
3: And right. Getting no, that message,
6: the, right? The 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 thing that adds to it though is that he smiles while he's yeah, giving he the finger. Like they're looking down on him and he's just like, yeah, fuck you. Yeah, fuck you. Know?
5: you. I, Isn't I, that I always the biggest you. fuck you to yeah. make someone yeah. mad? Is when you give them the finger with a smile on your face yeah like you, you know, know like, they don't have the satisfaction you got
6: the satisfaction no why because you know you're dying but you just fucked their whole shit up
1: because everybody could see them without glasses or the contacts now they were completely exposed and now everyone had to do something about it and that would yeah. be enough to put a smile right, on right. i'm all and, for
5: burning like, it down yeah, yeah. Oh, everybody's oh,
1: fucking problem
5: I'm all for some of that. I'll burn yeah. this bitch down if I'm going yeah, down, man. and yes, I can, man. yes, and no. I can set it ablaze. Oh, yeah! Don't fuck, be, yeah. don't be a
1: Miguel from Day of the Dead, though. You know,
5: yeah. As long as no, you're not like... doing
1: that shit.
5: Now nah, I ain't gonna fuck I... no one else over, but yeah, like if, yeah. if, if, fuck if it's for some but... revolutionary shit, yeah, I'm burning yeah. this bitch yeah, down. Be, yeah, a, I'm
1: absolutely. I mean, I'm a punk, and a punk is a punk at heart and in the mind. It's not really about the music or about how you dress. It's it's you know, and 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 carpenter has that mentality of like fuck this shit fuck yeah. you i don't you're not going to tell me what to do and we need to look at this shit and he puts it in front of us and says what are you going to fucking do about it and, and what yeah. have we done about it what have we done about it yeah you know, i am absolutely that person who will do
6: something no, to. i i i share my brother's sentiments with the burn it all down like to, 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 at, at every waking second burn it all down yeah, just, okay. just let the burn. It let, watch this burn. You know, I I, I still pray. I, I'm still waiting for the asteroid. Man. No, yeah. no, <laughs> hold,
5: hold, hold on. I still no, want to live no. here, but I'm down to go back to like some barter ages. No, right, I'm you know, come
6: for some shit. I could. No, somebody... no, that's 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 escape from L.A. That's escape from L.A. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's
3: yeah. Movie. But
6: Let's, uh,
2: take these take these motherfuckers back to the Stone ages Fuck Yeah, when I you know, and when I talk about relevance today you think about you know again with social media and we talk just technology in general and facial recognition you know things like that stingrays i don't know if you're familiar with stingrays but it's a device that the cops use that they can basically listen into your cell phones um you know that they've they've been known to use you know and which is complete bullshit um
1: technically supposed to be illegal
2: it totally legal, <laughs> but bro but they get away with time
1: fucking cops the law have
5: them yeah yo even yo face like if you're on Facebook and you say to a friend in a conversation not even looking at your phone oh man I, I want a new Dragon Ball Z statue and then I go on Facebook and it's like yo you might like this that's, store that has that's, Dragon Ball Z statue. That's, ex-
2: that's exactly what I was good that's where I was going Mac thank you and you talk about something no, those statues no. i bought was from that yeah you talk about something no, like
6: hold on. um like i i i no, no i'm sorry i'm sorry sean um i'm sorry to cut you off but uh i was wanted to point out like motherfuckers are scared to get the vaccine because of like, oh they're planting a chip in you so they can follow us around like what the do you, you think this is
0: you, you carry, right. a fucking so car- carry a chip. <laughs> willingly no. you couldn't pry that fucking phone out of their cold dead hands Hell yeah. no
2: no I, I work with a guy who is, you know, 100% pro Trump, 100%, you know, and he has this sticker on the back of his truck that says off the grid, and he has an <laughs> iPhone. Is this like, the same guy that records you his are dumps? The grid, right.
4: Yeah, like, right.
2: I'm like, they know. You
4: understand the grid. Right. Yeah, they John. Know.
2: They know exactly where you're at. And, Mac,
5: Sean, you is you, it you told the me- same person, Huh? Is it the same person? Is it the same guy that records his shits?
2: No, different, different okay, guy. Okay. okay,
5: different. Because so that's I've, some. That sounds like that'll be yeah. that person. They, you worked like with
4: the weekenders and I did. The it's fact that
0: Mac remembered that. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. shit oh, no, is in no,
2: here. no, that's unforgettable. That's unforgettable. that shit is in here. Yeah, there's there's a couple idiots I work with. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, and 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 I'd like to say hi if you're listening because. You
3: know, right. I do talk you're about the podcast
2: at work, so they they may listen. Who knows? But uh well, sorry, shit, buddy.
5: recorder. Yo, you probably a real good person. We love you, man. I just we love you. Sir. Yeah, love you don't worry. crazy. Don't shoot up, crazy. up the workplace, please. The yeah, please don't. All like at least text Sean and let him know to go home. Right, right. Yeah, don't yeah, come yeah, yeah. to work. Yeah. Yeah. You
0: might want to stay home "Yeah, give don't me a heads up." waterfall. Yeah,
5: don't
6: don't don't go post on the Right, please.
2: But but no, Mac, what you were talking about, you know, yeah. I can say something in the presence of my phone, and then the next thing I know, I have an ad for it. You know, and yes. and, and Walmart is one of the places that, and I can't remember the name of it, and it's it's going to drive me crazy. But they use on their Wi-Fi. If you connect to their Wi-Fi, they have a a a um some sort of device or some digital uh, device. I can't remember the fucking name of it. But if you use their Wi-Fi and you look something up on their Wi-Fi, it remembers that, and you will start to get ads for that. And so I know to block their Wi-Fi. Anytime I go into Walmart, yes. I, yeah. I have their Wi-Fi on yeah, block. We, we do that. I, I won't connect to their Wi-Fi. Shut and, it down. Right, because it is it is constantly trying to push, you know, these these items on me. And they want me to conform. They want me to buy. They consume, want to okay. consume. You know, consume. and and you know what, gentlemen, everyone, welcome they to watch and this.
3: And this conversation is going to be and
2: the and the 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 hot topic nowadays is the media, and you know whether you trust the media, you don't trust the media it depends on what what side of the aisle you're on, whatever. But I think this movie, you know, definitely touches on that. You know watch TV sleep don't drink go, Kool-Aid man go to sleep you consume. know consume and Reduce. and you know if people live their lives Stay by asleep. believing what you know these these fucking figureheads in the media tell them you know everybody's getting this alternate reality you know you hear these like alternate facts alternate truth you know fake news things like that and it's just... I, I love alternate facts. <laughs> right, right, right. It's just, it's real, How that it not real. Facts really are facts, real? bro. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, like facts are good, facts. A good example. A good example. Holocaust deniers. You know? It happened. Like, he- fact. People like we who
1: have evidence of
4: it, like right. what the fuck more do you need? Right, like millions of motherfuckers. I'm all for a good
5: Minnesota. conspiracy yeah, theory. Ten million people like, right. and then
4: you have people with serial number tattoos. Come on now, right?
3: They,
2: they, they, they do all do did it to
5: themselves to be part of the club,
2: you know. And right. and 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 COVID deniers. I work with COVID nice. deniers, you know. And these but guys. It's
1: really interesting when they come when they get COVID.
2: When they get COVID, they you know. know. I mean, no, then then
5: they switch it up to see. I didn't
1: die. But,
5: yeah, no, no, guys. no. When, exactly no, what
1: happens.
6: No, when they fucking like, uh, oh, like I saw a tweet where somebody was like, oh, uh, how is it? It's so convenient that uh, COVID only um, uh, uh, attracts the people who haven't got the vaccine. No fucking shit, right? <laughs> oh my
4: god, <laughs> right. First I know at just, least a few people, like people got vaccine two. that still like, got it.
5: Like no, I know people, are the people with that are the one plus one equals chair yeah yeah,
4: yeah.
1: <laughs> i mean but to me that's one plus one equals two of course if you're not vaccinated you're you're probably gonna get it you know what i'm saying and even vaccinated, yeah
5: i know some vaccinated people who've gotten it More and, Erica, I, mean, I
1: mean we know like, a vaccinated person who does have it yeah i got it yeah
2: yeah and it happened. I, it happened.
1: It. I mean, they, and, they, they said straight up because it takes like 10 years to make a fucking vaccine.
2: And no one, no right. one, I've never, and that's the argument that I, I have to deal with at work. I have never heard anyone say that just because you're vaccinated, you can't get COVID. Never heard anyone say that. But then all of a sudden, somebody with, with that's been vaccinated gets COVID, and it's like, oh, see I told you so. G?
0: Why do I need to get it? Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. And it's
2: yeah, that's called you know confirmation it, bias. It, it, right, it I,
1: you know what? your chances. You know what I'm People saying? People don't understand um,
5: that even if we got a grip on right. COVID, ten years, fifteen years, twenty years down the line, another disease will try to kill us. Because yeah. I remember just when it was swine
1: That's flu what happens. That was when Ash was a baby, and and, and yeah. I, he almost died.
4: From it. Yeah. I, I was on a cruise going to mexico with the swine flu and they were mm. like we gotta was, turn the boat around i was never so sick in my life and i'm trying
1: to take care of a baby he was a baby and myself and my seven-year-old daughter you know i'm like jesus christ how am i supposed to it's, do this like oh my god this planet I'm is so
2: trying to kill us every sick. day but, but anyway I sorry, kill sorry. Us. sorry i, I digress we're here to talk about they live, not yeah, yeah, yeah. not COVID, but not we, no. But look, di- they, live, to, they di- live, turned into a woke conversation. Inspired. Yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> I, I was just about
6: to, I was just about to say we that. We shall that. overcome. I was just they about look- to say that. Day. Look where this fucking conversation has gone. Look at my background,
2: yeah. standing
5: there smiling, knowing what we're
2: talking about. Look, <laughs> look. I all I gotta say is, evil dies tonight. Um,
1: I wanted to. uh, I'll just switch gears then, really quick. Uh, I wanted to talk about Ruddy Piper. uh, One of the comments that he gets a lot, because mostly he gets he well, he did. Sorry, I forget that he's dead sometimes, and those are nice times. Uh, But yeah, I'm sad. Anyway, um, he says that most of the comments he would get, you know, people love the movie, but they thought you know, cause there's a part where he's shirtless looking all fucking like shredded and shit. And they thought oh, that, that so wasn't bleeding. his body and that they, that John Carpenter superimposed his head over a bodybuilder's body. And he said, he thought it was awesome. kind of funny, but like he actually, he, that's, that was his body. Like why would somebody think yeah. the they put a fake head on, on me, you know, or, or on my head on somebody else's body? Like
0: why the fuck?
2: I mean, wrestlers are are pretty fucking buff.
0: how well, look back at this movie was made. Was there even that technology? N- no, no, not,
2: not that first well.
1: Movie made was the Roy Rage, and even yes. now, even yes. now, when they do it the, as well as they can do it now, it still doesn't look quite right.
2: I mean, right. you look at you look at somebody like you think of a wrestler now who's in film, Dave Batista. Um, uh,
4: Chris Jericho,
2: John Cena, Jericho, John Cena The Rock, Buff as fuck. They're all fucking ripped. You know what I'm saying? Like, because,
1: like, yeah, like I said at the beginning, wrestling's fake, but they have to be in shape and they have to be athletic. They have to be strong.
2: Unless you're the the Brooklyn Brawler, you didn't have to be in shape.
1: <laughs> well, well <laughs> right? Or right. George entertainers. Yeah, though oh, yeah. it's it's a form of entertainment. We know it's fake, but for the most part, you do have to have athleticism and you do have to be strong and you do have to be built.
6: Kenny, yeah. can, can, can I can I just dispel a myth right there about the wrestling being fake? Um here, here's the thing. Uh predetermined, yes. Choreographed, yes. Fake, no. Because well, they're really I, out there, and they really, no, no, no. I'm not. I'm not. No, I'm not. I, I'm not saying like you know you're you're wrong. You know, what I'm saying I'm just saying like you know because everybody says wrestling is fake, and it's like no, no, no they're they, they're fucking out there. You know, they they, they get injured all the fucking time. They, People they die sometimes. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Owen Hart. Owen Hart. Oh, oh, yeah. 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 Ooh, yeah. yeah I mean, like I didn't you know, mean they, it like that,
1: but I tried to put it. No. In no. Practice. No. I know.
6: No, I, I know you did. I just wanted to clarify because I, I, I hate when people say wrestling is fake.
5: I use the same terminology. You're 100% right, though. But
1: I yeah, still use but, that but same yeah, terminology. Wrestling fake kind of like sums up the basis. Of, of- yeah,
6: like it's, it's, it's easy to say wrestling is fake because, you know, it's it's, it's easier than say, saying that than saying like, you know, it's choreographed, it's predetermined, it's scripted. Well, you I, know. I feel
5: for me, once I know the outcome, like if you, me and you are fighting and you know you're going to win that night, it's fucking fake. So,
2: well, I'll, well, also, like, I'll say this. I'll say this as, as a child from the 80s. It can be as fake as it wants, but until you get Earthquake's ass in your face on the turnbuckle, yes. that shit ain't no. fake. Oh, man.
4: No,
2: no, no. no, no Are you
6: no, a No, Rikishi. <laughs> yeah, Rikishi. Rikishi would literally throw his ass no, in your no, face. My, my, like, grandpa, no.
1: my grandpa and his, wrestling, his favorite uh, wrestler was George the Animal Steel. And I wouldn't even want oh, to he's, touch he's me. the turnbuckle. But he was, like, Shit. super great. We talked about him when we did Ed Wood. And he actually yeah. went on to do some acting, too. Um, you know, obviously, because he was Tor Johnson, who was a Swedish wrestler, that uh, Ed yeah. Wood got started into movies. So it was a very similar story to his own. Um, but, yeah, George Arnold Steele was, like, no, he was bald. But, like, the superhero. They call him the missing link, if you guys remember that. Was my grandpa's favorite wrestler, biting the turnbuckle and shit. Like that show was entertaining. That was yeah.
4: fun. How much asbestos did he consume?
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
4: those People and shit.
2: <laughs> my... but, hold on. Go ahead. Could, could,
6: no, can I? Can I just make a little, slight, little point that? Uh... This movie exists in the Ghostbusters universe because the aliens all use PKE oh, meters. Yes, yes,
3: yes they did. Was like, Are yes. they like, are
1: looking you... for ghosts? We or were. What? We
2: were joking about that last night. I was yeah.
1: Like, uh oh, the ectometer.
0: <laughs> hey, <laughs> yeah. how that happened? Does anybody know the story? How that happened? Like how that happened to be the property? I thought thing they used? would
4: say that in the commentary, but they John, did not. John Carpenter yeah. was able to borrow those and get those from the set. Thank you, no. Crystal. Crystal knows. Yeah. Because yeah. I did yeah. not know. That, that's pretty, pretty strong.
2: What yeah. movie was it's it that we talked retribble. about it wasn't too long ago that they used a, the the librarian prop in a different movie? I can't remember what movie oh, that was. I don't remember either. Rob, you're the one that mentioned it. Um
3: yeah.
2: but uh, I can't I can't remember what movie it was, but but you see you see shit like that pop up where they've used, you know, some sort of, of you know prosthetic or something that they that, that was supposed to be in another film and they ended oh, up. It.
6: Oh, it was a uh, it was Fright Night. It was right. Friday. Yeah,
2: yeah,
6: yeah. Yep. Yeah, the new the new I don't
1: fright night. Don't
6: exactly, remember. It wasn't for all friday night. I wasn't here. Yep, no, no, right. no. Oh. Yeah, the 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 um, the bat. Yeah, the the back creature was the original uh librarian ghost creature when it uh um, oh, did Yeah, I when that. yeah, when uh she went from kindly ghost librarian to fucking creature. The it's the like back creature from even... Yeah, the the bad creature from Fright Night was the original design. They said, "No, this is too fucking scary. You got to change it." And oh, then but, they reused yeah, it. We need, yeah. to, we need to cover.
1: We need to
0: cover Ghostbusters. I'm going to say right now, we need to cover Ghostbusters.
5: Ooh. Yeah. Yes, I'm with yeah. that. We
4: need, need to cover yeah. Ghostbusters. I'm oh, really I love that maybe. Yeah. yeah, you don't oh, like Ghostbusters? Oh, we can on, we can Candy. do
2: that without Candy. She doesn't no, need to be no. here.
3: No. Oh, is that is that a
2: guy's movie? <laughs> no, is that no, a guy's yeah. movie? It might as well be because you know it's for for male Ghostbusters. I saw
1: Ghostbusters one and two in the theaters. I will have you know, and I don't hate the movies. I just think they're a little wimpy to be on my show.
5: Right. So then you don't need to be on the oh, show. So I'm gonna. Would there. it make
4: you feel better if you knew it was supposed to be Dan Aykroyd, Eddie Murphy, and um, yeah. John Belushi? Yeah. yeah.
3: yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I didn't
4: know that we um I know a lot of stuff about I, I mean I used to love
1: Ghostbusters like every other 80s kid it's just like I outgrew it all uh,
3: right so know, I don't we're, know, but,
5: we're gonna plan well, that's this a different conversation, so, yeah.
0: Yeah. I want yeah, yeah, to they live. go back to the movie where yeah. Talking. Yeah, they were like I thought they were gonna talk about they live motherfucker. yeah
6: they <laughs> talk about Ghostbusters how dare they <laughs> it's not like I love that movie no um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean
1: it, it's, it's it is but uh. You know if you still the ghost scene for in the courtroom this, in the sorry. second
5: one was fire <laughs> it's the scalari
0: brothers <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. tried
5: them for murder no, no
6: no
3: when,
6: no when the when the ghost version of, of Yano Shapiro and shit at the fucking out uh, of Dana's apartment and stole uh, Oscar Matter of fact, that's uh, me. Me and Ken uh, on his show talked about that. We talked about Ghostbusters and we talked about that scene where Yano shows up as the fucking babysitter with the carriage to steal Oscar from the from Dana's apartment. Yeah, and it's like, and, and like how how terrifying that was to me as a kid and shit.
3: <laughs>
0: Vigo,
5: Vigo, Vigo, you've been a bad monkey.
0: <laughs> and there we have our stinger. That movie is
6: <laughs> so good, man. Those all
5: right, right are all right, on, so right, cool. hold on. All right, all Kenny, all right,
0: Kenny. You all can right, get back right.
6: to the day live. I'm sorry. We're, <laughs> sorry. We're sorry.
1: Thank you. Um, if you guys really want to do Ghostbusters, I'll make it happen next season, okay? I'll
6: Honestly. make it happen.
1: I prob- Don't you? That's, what That's right. a Dang guy's
6: it. episode. We got <laughs> really? it, bro. Uh, uh, yes. Kenny, 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 he's the podcast host now. Remember.
2: <laughs> he's the
6: podcast host now.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Look at me.
3: <laughs> no, no, no.
2: She'd never let that happen.
1: Listen, like okay. this is my thing, and it, it it's our thing.
2: It, it's uh, Apple, oh. I mean, it's no, like, no, no, no! Like, you said it right. You,
6: you said, said it, right it right the first time. You said it right the first time. This is my thing. The way she said that
3: too, well, was like this of is you guys my get thing. To go
1: out and have real jobs. I'm fucking disabled. This is my job. <laughs> I work really hard at it. Anyway, um, so, but I do try to please everybody. Um, so about they live, like it's it surprises me how much I. Well, movie what, what? is so funny no the way
6: it's just, uh, i try to please everybody it was like oh, 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 oh. <laughs>
1: i do like you well, intruder do you really think i would have done that if you hadn't been like hey let's do intruder no
6: no no oh, no. Okay. I, no no i i understand what you mean it's just the way it came out with uh, I'm i try really to please bad everybody that.
1: i'm so fucking awkward i'm sorry i can't unawkward <laughs>
6: that's, that's- that, that's that's almost as bad as, like, you've seen my boobs. <laughs> it's
2: not a lie.
1: You just haven't seen the nipples. Boobs are more than just nipples. And free the nipple. You're
2: making Dave feel awkward. Uh,
1: hashtag free the nipple.
3: Anyway. <laughs> so,
1: about Baylip. I really think, and, and I agree with uh, what Rob said at the very beginning. I wanted to touch on that. Because it we talked about the thing, and that was... One of the biggest perfect scores we've ever... It is the biggest perfect score we've ever given on this show. And we don't give too many where everybody fucking agrees that this movie is a 10. Um, the Thing. You know, won that award. It's on our very short list where every one of us agreed. Because we are the biggest horror podcast out there. But um, I'm with Rob where I, it, I, I find it out. Uh, do I like The Thing better? Or do I like They Live better? Because The Thing um, kind of has its own... I mean, it's just, like, a fucking masterpiece. Like, you don't even have to like the movie and say, but you can tell me that's a fucking masterpiece right there. Now, They Live has a lot more limited audience, and it is very interesting that it was a number one movie two weeks in a row, then fucking vanished. Um, yeah. And I, that hurt John Carpenter. John Carpenter got some some tough blows, because we, we talked about what happened with The Thing. But, like, yeah, I had that battle. Is it The Thing for me, or is it They Live? Because They Live has my heart but the thing has my mind. Yes. You know what I mean? And so it's like, um, yeah. And it, it is interesting like that because a lot of people would be like, they live is nowhere in, in the league of the thing, but I will absolutely die on that hill that it is. It is fucking phenomenal. I might
5: say it's better.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on board. I'm on board. Um, Ooh. I'm on board. Um, and this, see, I, Dave Dave's one of those. He's like, uh-oh. Uh, I do not agree, and that's fine, Um, but They Live has my heart, and my heart, my emotions, my love are more important sometimes than logical stuff, and so if you can get me in the heart, you got me, and so what do I watch more often, though? Would it be They Live or The Thing, and I can never get tired of They Live. It's always entertaining. It's always interesting the thing i like to visit a lot but it's it's not as i mean it's 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 a different experience and this is the experience that it fits me better it fits what i believe about society it fits my mores and my 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 heart my heart um, well
6: uh can, can i just add to that candy like yeah, that's yeah. just john carpenter as a filmmaker you can't pigeonhole him, Absolutely. even even though people even though people try to like they call him the master of horror, and I'm like no, Carpenter is just a master filmmaker altogether. Like the master of horror, the man made fucking Starman, you yeah. know? Like I mean, he's
1: like, made some phenomenal shit. Like you really can't. Yeah, there's not too many things that you can really nitpick at. I mean. I mean, anybody could nitpick at anything if they want to, but like with these with his movies, you don't really want to. You want to just have a good time, or or think, or just get involved in the atmosphere. That's the thing; is very atmospheric. And yeah, uh, yeah this movie is a little bit more fun. It's such a hybrid, and we're going to talk about another sort of hybrid film um, that we can't even pass as a horror film. We're going to do that next season, though. Uh, it's one of my favorite movies. And I think you guys know what I'm talking about, but I'll keep it as a surprise for everybody else. Um, yeah, I, I just, I, I really enjoy his films, but this one has my heart.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's... no question. Well, I, I was going to call on Dave. He had his hand raised. Oh. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Dave. Sorry, Dave. Oh, it was Crystal. It was Crystal. It's oh, Crystal. Right. sorry,
1: Crystal. 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 Sorry, Crystal. Sorry. Go, That's
6: okay.
2: go ahead, Be Crystal. Go ahead, Welcome Crystal.
4: <laughs> I wanted to, real quick, we haven't really discussed Holly. Meg Foster was yes. mm. amazing. Her in this. eyes are... Oh, God, I could stare into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I remember being uh, a sophomore in high school, and we had to to read the Scarlet Letter, and she is actually in the TV movie. They 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 showed it to us. Thank God it was, like, my parents took me on vacation for half of it, but I mean, like, she is a really strong feminine character really the only feminine character we have in this movie and and you know you kind of think oh she's weak and she's feeble when when Roddy Piper's character kind of carjacks her but she knocked that motherfucker out of the window of like a three story building. And I guess and Roddy it actually Piper hurt him. Was, Yes, Roddy Piper was pissed because that was the only stunt John Carpenter did not allow him to do on his own. And he said, had it been like the last couple of days of shooting, John Carpenter would have let him do it, but it, it, it was too much of an insurance liability. But he was pissed because he couldn't fling himself out that window.
2: I mean, that and now she's
4: looking at that car- bottle, window, though, like it was just- really hidden. really yeah. Yeah, she knocked the shit out of him, and I'm like, "Yes, ma'am."
2: And that was yeah, that was Schwarzenegger's body double too. Yeah, yeah. Right. Oh,
4: the right. one that went out the window? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a a Peter, it was a Peter? Was Long a yeah. Yes, yes, it was out the window like he was just you know last week's garbage. You know, yeah, I mean, <laughs> she, but was she's cool. she was also very
1: cool, great. like icy, cool as a cucumber. Somebody carjacks me; I would not be that calm. Somebody's in my well, yeah, office. I would know, not be that I'm calm.
4: I like kind of like to think that back to her being a news anchor, like she had to stay calm under pressure. She had to stay cool and collected, but she was like, "Fuck you, buddy! <laughs> you going out with the trash." Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, she she was great in the whole scene where he she realized what was going on. That was great, but she still kind of you know turned on him.
2: Yeah. In the, in the process of uh, looking up Sean's shitty reviews, I came across a couple of reviews that kind of mentioned the fact that Holly was pro-alien, but she wasn't an alien. Yeah. And yeah, when I read for? that, I was kind of like blown away because I'm like, dude, she drank the Kool-Aid. Yeah.
1: Yeah. She like, just, like, like she
2: is full fledged, like but let's down the rabbit out. hole. And
1: this this very important fact, she's rich. I mean, John Carpenter in the commentary yeah. like this right. is my yeah. fucking neighborhood right here. I live here in the Hollywood Hills. This is where rich people fucking live. Right. And she's right. rich, she's class, you know, she's so of course she's I'm... pro alien. Right. I'm making it. I'm gonna
4: be something. I'm gonna be somebody. I'm yeah. not just one of you schleps. It's Just like Buck Flowers.
2: Did Did anybody yeah. think to put the glasses on and look at John Carpenter?
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: I think John Carpenter is an alien, and, and we're not worthy. No, I think <laughs> John
1: Carpenter is, is
4: John Nada. Really, honestly, <laughs> I think he's. Do you nada. really think John Carpenter would have a bottle of Sweet Baby Ray's on his bookshelf?
0: <laughs> no, that's a different answer. Right? Different guy, yeah. Alien. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, can, he, can, can we
6: can we mention that uh, he's he's listed as John Nada, but in the credits, uh, he's listed only as Nada and only as Nada, name, Yeah, yeah. And, and, his, and he's does never, anyone ever
0: refer to him as John in the whole movie? No, no. no he's never oh.
6: he's never referred to by name at all yeah, throughout
0: at the all. Entire movie. No,
1: that's why. He's a zero. They he's put a, that out yeah. at the credits, like John Nada. Like he, here's Nada, and what does Nada mean? Nothing.
0: Yeah,
4: Nada. nothing. Nail, yeah, Zero. Every oh. man.
6: Hold on, hold on, and let me go into that because that was going to be my point. Um, uh, the uh, John Carpenter is is a huge fan of westerns, and he always in- incorporates western themes. And Nada is basically the man with no name. That's why his name is Nada. And uh, of course, you have that. Of course, the incredible John Carpenter score, as all, uh, all his scores are incredible, um, that is, is very western tinged. And that's why Holly is like the only real female in there because like, you know, in westerns, you know, how there many really female characters so many do you have for like a yeah.
1: prostitute or, you know. Yeah, or, or the
6: girl. or or the, the the farm uh mother, the the farm lady who has to be saved yes, uh, I just by gotta by, bend by
4: it all the way around. by
6: fucking she has <laughs> oh, to be saved shit. by she has to be saved by fucking John Wayne or fucking somebody or Clint Eastwood or somebody or or Charles Bronson uh, you know. But yeah, the um that's the that that goes into the Western theme uh, that that Carpenter, Carpenter incorporates into all his movies. You know, it's just a pure Western thing. And uh, I forgot the second part of my point.
3: Fuck. <laughs> I hate. Oh, that it, oh, 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 it happens. Oh, it happens. But I wanted to touch
1: back on when you remember. Let me know. Um, I wanted to touch back on uh, Meg Foster's Holly uh, for just a second because I thought that was brilliant of uh, Crystal to bring her up. We hadn't brought her up yet. Um. The fact that um, I, I liked hearing the backstory of, like, you know, the process of Roddy becoming an actor in a film. And he was said it was because he had a good director. And But this part was, a lot of it was all of his own. Like, the bubblegum line he made up himself. Yes. Blah, blah, blah. But, like, he said, at that moment, when she comes up there uh, on the roof, she's, she's already dis- disposed of Frank. Um, she comes up there on the roof and, you know, he said, I was thinking of this girl and he, he named her and I can't remember like Lorraine or something. And she broke yeah. my fucking heart, you know? And I really put that into that moment when I know, you know, when, when my character knows. And yeah, I was like, ah, oh, damn, good yeah. job. Cause you can see mm-hmm. it. It It works.
6: Yeah, most
2: definitely. Well, and I think the I think the fact that that Roddy Piper on the commentary he talked about his experience of homelessness, and you know you really see that come through in the the scenes with the homeless camp and and all that stuff. That you know he's been there, and a lot right. of wrestlers, a lot of wrestlers had because you know until the success of WWF. Like, a lot of those guys were fucking living in their cars, living on the street, Mm -hmm. you know?
1: And he also points out that wrestling has the highest suicide rate of any sport. And he's right. Yeah. 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 I mean, it damages your body. I thought they did a really good job with that Mickey Rourke movie, The Wrestler.
3: Mm. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Seen, that's a tough
1: one. Yeah, yeah, but we have seen that story and or a version of it happen to a lot of our wrestling heroes.
2: Yeah, I'm looking for the Chris Benoit story. Yeah, and oh,
4: unfortunately, dude, like, with Chris Benoit.
2: Yeah, um, that's a, that's a deep
6: fucking cut, yeah, right there. I know. Oh, yeah, uh, but,
4: but that's you know, that, that's crazy. CTE. Yeah. And and unfortunately for us, the only way we can diagnose CTE or chronic uh, traumatic encephalopathy is after autopsy and I'm calling it now when OJ Simpson passes he's going to be found to have CTE I'm telling you Um, but as far as Chris Benoit I actually helped clean up the house oh
0: wow Oh my wow. Goodness. I'm going oh to have to look goodness. this up
4: look. yeah That my, my aunt had a cleaning business at that time and his house was in Fayetteville
3: wow Crystal dropping wow, bombs on us. I'm going to oh, Google that man.
4: shit oh my god yeah. So I mean I saw a lot of stuff. Thank God I'm a nurse and yeah, was, like, yeah, I'm kinda of jaded to death. It, it sounds horrible, but No, but I you think know, you have to be a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, you, you see what bit. you see, you move you see what you see and you move on and you clean and and that kind of thing. I feel sorry for the people who bought the house after.
2: Well, <laughs> I know good. I know this you never
4: get that smell out.
2: I know this I know this probably sounds uh uh bad, but I had a cleaning company for two years and I wanted to do a crime crime scene cleanup well, you business, be
1: a detective. But
2: the amount of money I would have to spend to get the certifications right. to do that was out of my reach. Um, I- so I guess I say I envy you, but that sounds bad. Uh-huh. So. Not
1: really. Yeah. I mean, you know that Erica worked in a morgue. I mean, like people. I mean, especially, like, in the medical profession, like, you're going to see people die. And I'm sure right. that you have. You're going to be there. And you do have to work with cadavers to understand how the human body works. Like, I just don't have it in me because I'm, right. I'm like, I cry over cat videos and shit. Like, I just can't. <laughs> but I will so, get yeah. dark for one really quick second, okay? My mom's best friend, who's basically my aunt, she's from Tennessee. She had one son. He killed himself. And his brother was, uh, you know, had to go do the crime cleanup for his brother's suicide, who shot himself. And I'm like, how the fuck do you do that? And and just go on with your life?
4: But yeah, I had to do my, I had to do my ex-husband's grandmother. She had lung cancer and unfortunately bare seeds and her esophagus uh, ruptured. And so blood was everywhere. So I cleaned up the house for them. But you know, for me, it's kind of like, okay, getting this reset back to zero. But on the other hand, like I I was a travel nurse. I started traveling when COVID started. I was in New York City. I should not be putting bodies on a refrigerated truck. That has traumatized me so much. We had to load up bodies on a semi uh, of these people. And, And it just, it reminded me one in a comedic sense of, you know, bring out your dead. But in the other sense, if you haven't read Journal of the Plague Year, it it brought out that too, where we're just kind of dumping bodies because we don't know what to do with them, and we're getting them in such mass casualties. From, um, but uh, I, you know, with with this, this was actually based. They lived with based on a short story. Eight o'clock was, in the morning. Yeah, it's eight o'clock in the morning.
2: Super quick read. If anybody has it never is, read it,
4: and, and it's,
0: it's well, and it's well worth your five minutes, whatever. It takes
1: yeah, you yeah, and, and John Carpenter said he just got it. the idea from it and it is, I took it and gave it story
4: yeah it is six pages the main character is actually george nada um but it is really worth the read i mean it's really well written it's six pages you can't tell me you don't have 15 minutes to devote to this <laughs> and it's
2: and, it, and if, the, if 15 minutes you are slower than me and i'm a slow fucking reader
4: <laughs> he's
1: really slow. I loan him a book, and then I, by the time I want to reread it. He's still fucking reading.
2: It. Yeah, but oh, it's, wow. it's the, the, I read a book in like two days. Yeah, eight o'clock in the morning is it is much darker and much different than yeah. what you see. in they live
4: it, right, and it gets right to the point. Right, yeah, it doesn't, right, right. The first line. Yeah, yeah.
2: Line.
4: It but, feels like something Rod Shirley would have written. Right.
1: Yes. Yes. It, I have all his yes. collection of stories. But yeah.
2: but I'm glad you brought it up because they actually had intended to remake they live and and they wanted to take out all of the you know uh conformist uh ideas and make it more of a psychological horror film right which it just like with all the other remakes the shitty remakes i've seen why name it they live you know just make a different fucking film you know? Yeah.
4: Exactly. Yeah. Because you can't take out the conformist stuff in this movie and call it They Live. The conformist stuff in the short story and in this movie, that is what it thrives on. Yeah. You, you don't have a story to stand on. And bitch, if you make a remake, Keith David better be in it. You best <laughs> bet. You I'm best I'm sorry. If he's the narr- If if he is just a narrator, just <sighs> saying, you know, you know. Today, like, this is what happened. Live, it better be fucking Keith David.
1: Like, if if I okay, just put on sunglasses and put a sign that says "Obey" over me. How many motherfuckers are gonna know what that is? They're gonna go. They live.
4: They know. Right. That's all. That's all you need is the sunglasses. There's a whole
0: clothing line based
4: off of that. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yes, exactly. Um, yeah, but I would, I would think people would call that Banksy instead of the actual artist, though.
0: Yeah, he was like yeah. early Banksy. Yeah,
4: that. Yeah. It's so like I mean. That, and but the,
2: even, even, in the, even in the commentary, John Carpenter mentions that there's a bar in New York that is totally designed with all of that black and white, yes. you know, conformist literature, like obey and watch TV and things and like right. that. Based
1: on the subliminal messages that were real, happened in like the 50s, like, you know, uh, they would put on the TV and, you know, like uh, they were talking about the story about the woman who went out and bought like, I don't know, 20,000. Dog pounds food. Of dog food, she didn't own a dog. But And then I always thought that was bullshit, but then I found out, oh, my God, that's real? It is real. That really did happen? It really did happen. I just, I couldn't even wrap my head around it. Like, I was like, what? That's not real. That's a rumor. That's bullshit.
2: Even more so, think back to, you know, 80s. And I remember this. I I was young enough to remember this. That at midnight, when the TV would go dead, they would play the Star Spangled Banner and they would show the American flag, you know, and all this stuff. And it was like, you know, we're influencing our patriotic. Yeah, it's so creepy, though.
4: right? Yeah. And, I hate. And it. then you got the end scene, like you got the beep, beep, beep. This channel's I mean, no longer on air. Right. Yeah. It was weird. Yeah. It's
1: fucking weird. Um. So at this <laughs> point, um, does anybody have any last thoughts? Because we need to go into shitty reviews. Uh, Jason. I mean, Rob. <laughs>
6: <laughs> no, it's um. Uh, I still haven't re- remembered what my second point was, or so whatever. Um, <laughs>
1: Mine come to me in a shower. Uh, like, oh shit! I was gonna say that three days ago.
6: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate when that happens and shit. Uh... I'm a oh yeah, oh yeah, I remember. Hey Meg, those Meg Foster, those Meg Foster eyes. How much you think they cost? Yo, yo, <laughs> yeah, that was... that's definitely that's my... high quality primo. Yeah, that's some high that's quality primo. shit though. Those Meg primo. Come- you're gonna have some Tyrone Biggins looking at them. You got
1: any more of them McFoster eyes? <laughs> 100%, but yeah, I mean, 100%. seriously, gorgeous. You could just stare into them for like hours. I'm not
5: gonna front though. My wife came in while I was watching a movie. She was on the phone with her dad. She sat down. She was like, "Oh, what's this?" I was like, "They live." She was like, "Oh no, I've never seen it." I was like, "Yeah, it's like some alien stuff." She was like, "She's gonna, he's gonna realize she's a man," and I was like, "Nah,
4: man, she ain't no man. <laughs> like, he... <laughs> <laughs>
6: nah,
5: she girl,
4: she real girl." What?
6: Yeah, yeah. She Always. was, she was, she, she was the original. She was the original Cagney. Well, she was not the original. She was the second Cagney on Cagney and Lacey. She
4: was, yeah,
6: yeah. Um, yeah. The, she was the, the the first season, and then they replaced her uh, for the rest of the She's Mother Mayhem,
4: show. if you know Teen Titans.
6: Yes, yes. Um, but uh, I, no, I just wanted to shout out Cagney and Lacey because I love that. <laughs> God, that was
4: it. <laughs> well, that that well, brought back
1: like a whole bunch of childhood for what, me. I was well like, hold on, sir. <laughs> well done,
3: sir.
6: Yeah, yeah, I, I, I love Cagney and Lisey, so I just wanted to find a way to work that in there. But those make eyes, bro. Those make
5: top, to eyes. Top shelf,
2: man. I don't, shelf, don't even know where bro. we would get those. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. If we're doing <laughs> shout-outs and we're talking about Ratty Piper, I just want to shout-out the Bushwhackers.
1: Yeah, uh,
3: absolutely. Yeah.
1: I was a fan yeah. of British the Barber Beefcake, but like many of my heroes in a childhood, I realized that they're fucking assholes, and I yes. wish I didn't know that. But I was a big fan. I got to see him wrestle. I got to see Ultimate Warrior wrestle because
0: uh, Hulk Hogan. Yeah, and yeah, I love
1: Hulk Hogan, but but now I don't. But as a kid, you know, he was like the fucking hero. He was Man, I
2: the face of the WWF, Hogan, you know, bro.
1: And I love loved, I loved the feud between um, Piper and and Hogan. If you guys remember this shit, and it was yes. when, um yeah, I mean, it was real fucking dramatic shit. And I loved it. Oh my God, it was so
4: great. That was the best shit.
2: If, if we're going to talk feuds, my favorite feud was Jake the Snake Roberts and Ravishing Rick Rude.
4: Ravishing Rick Oh, that's Rude. hilarious. Rude shit. When no. he
2: would flex his butt cheeks. Oh God, uh, no.
4: Yes. Never.
1: Yes. Never.
2: Uh, I like the uh, like, uh, uh, uh,
6: Macho Man versus... Uh, Oh, fuck. Oh, God. There were his
1: few Roads.
6: Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm, I'm having trouble. I'm having (laughs) trouble. Trouble.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm sad we didn't get to see Jim Jim the Hacksaw Duggan Duggan. before we boarded our cruise because they were getting off. I was so trying to see him, but we didn't. I only want to see him with the two by four. You know what I'm saying?
6: I, I remember I mean, now. I probably found that. <laughs> found it was
4: it, hand hand
6: it was it was it was Macho Man versus Ricky Steamboat. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, ah, yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. Ricky Steamboat.
6: That's, that, their fucking match at WrestleMania three is one of the greatest matches ever. WrestleMania
4: three uh, in general was. Yes. Right, Yes. Yeah, right, yeah. Dude. Yes. yeah it, gets over, yes. it gets overlooked by Andre versus Hulk Hogan. Well, yeah, because yeah, but- that was like the
1: ultimate fucking match, and, and right, like, right. Hogan okay, picked him and, up. And the sad story behind that—if you ever watched that Andre documentary that was on HBO, yes. and yeah. it talks about it. Like that was when he was in so much pain, and Hogan was trying not to hurt him. Right. And so hard. It made me cry. Yeah. yeah. cry, Because I remember watching it on TV, not knowing these things. You know, being a child. Yeah.
2: Well I mean even even the documentary with uh, uh, you know like I said um, Jake the Snake Roberts was one of my favorites and the the DDP documentary where he brings Jake the snake in to uh, you know rehabilitate him and and get him cleaned absolutely.
1: up absolutely. And then yeah. fucking he fucking cry. And
2: then Razor Ramon shows up yeah. and I'm just like yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah.
4: I mean But like, you know, DDT DDP is based in Atlanta, so his yoga studio is here in Atlanta. Right. He's he's doing the good work, man. Yeah. I, 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 I applaud him because there's people
1: like Roddy Piper. Like I was surprised yeah. to find out, like, you know, cause you expect him, you know, because we hear these stories about like, you know, what a piece of shit some of these people are, you know, like Hulk Hogan is an example. Um, who was everybody's fucking hero when we grew up and we're like, ah, you just ruined everything.
4: Yeah, he told like, us to eat our vegetables.
1: Yeah, but like Roddy Piper, he was married to the same woman from 1982 until he died. Absolutely, yeah. Like, I mean, like this, this was a guy who wouldn't even cuss in the, doc, in the, in the commentary. Wouldn't say a bad word, but he saying fuck every other fucking word in the movie. And I'm like, right. this is just a good dude. And let me tell you, like it is really hard to come from the places that he came from. I, I was a runaway. I, I was homeless in Hollywood. And wow. the only streets that I knew were Hollywood and Vine, where the hookers are. I didn't know that at the time, because Motley Crue was saying about Hollywood and Vine a lot. So we got up the yep. bus there, and all the was there was prostitutes. And, and Sunset Boulevard. We were four, I was 14 years old, and I lived on the streets getting taken care of by prostitutes. And and yeah. I mean, and you see a whole different side of life, and and that can change people for the good or for the bad. And for the two of us that went, um, well, let's just say one of us is dead. Um, um, it's it's hard, it's hard. You, you and and he clearly chose the path of good, and you know he wasn't one of those wrestlers that ever disappointed me, because he was just a good guy, and he didn't let it ruin him. Right. Um, you know, but it's it's a very it's one of those people like people don't call it a sport it's a fucking sport and it is it's sports entertainment absolutely, yes. absolutely it's sports and and to find out it has the highest suicide rate it's kind of like when you find out dentists have the highest suicide rate of the medical profession.
4: Dentists yes, kill themselves because,
1: and when you find out the psychology behind it is because they're working inside people's skulls all the time and it just like disturbs them and yeah they kill themselves
4: and so that. Like, that sound wave from their drills actually winds up after so many years driving them crazy. Exactly.
1: And so, and, and so, you know, wrestling is the sport that does that to you because you're, you trashing your body. Like I said, the, the wrestler with Mickey Rourke really touched on a lot of these issues, but I'm yeah, really glad to know right. that I could still have a hero from my childhood that, that remained a hero. That was a, a good guy that, did the right thing and, and there's some out there that, that survive and some, and they're trying to help the others get better and survive and sometimes they do and sometimes they don't. And so, you know, I'm going to steal from Rob and say, thank God for Roddy Piper.
4: Right. Yes,
6: absolutely. I uh, don't say
1: thank God too much.
3: Mm-hmm. It,
6: Piper was just, uh, just uh, an exception of a human being, yes, a legend, and, uh, we, we, this world is just at a loss for not having him around.
1: Like it's, when we listened to the commentary and I heard his voice and I heard that laugh, I kind of cried a little bit. I was like, Pfft.
4: damn it.
3: Yeah.
4: yeah. He had a yeah. wonderful podcast. Yeah. yeah. So is it time? I, I believe it's time.
2: What's Four. Uh, Crystal? Oh, Crystal, go ahead. Crystal
4: has thought. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, before you do Sean shitty reviews, I called Dad today. So Daddy Warbucks review is this movie was okay in the eighties, but fuck the mullets and fuck the sunglasses. (laughs) Sunglasses. Your
3: dad got against mullets. Your dad have a mullet. My dad
4: did have a mullet. I've seen pictures. Your dad had a mullet. My dad had a mullet. It is fucking hilarious. Most dad. I had had a mullet. Like great movie. Back then, most dads. Yeah, my dad was like great movie. Fuck the mullets the sunglasses.
2: Sunglasses are cool. I D- had a mullet in the early nineties. <laughs> well, <laughs> I did. I didn't. I had a mullet, but it was more of a rat tail, and you I did
1: have like a straight. Oh. And I, but oh. but
2: I had the side steps shaved in. That looks
1: stupid.
2: Yeah, I've got pictures too. Um, uh, everyone's frozen. Oh no,
1: they're not. Okay.
2: And and I will say that that my <laughs> my dad didn't have a mullet. But my dad suffered from cutting his jean shorts way too short.
1: Oh, no. Okay.
2: So short that the pockets hung out lower <laughs> oh, no. yeah, And the shorts. shorts.
1: You like that, yeah. Yeah.
2: And, and I remember one, I, I want to say it was a 4th of July party where my, my mom had to get on my dad because his shorts were so short that his ball sack was hanging out of ah. the shorts. So,
4: <laughs> that is fucking hilarious.
2: So there's that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Sean Shitty reviews. Crystal, hit me with that theme song.
4: <laughs>
2: All right.
6: Yeah,
2: boy. What the fuck? So I pulled these from various places Um, I'm branching out. Um, This first one is from Ants09725. He says, utterly pointless. I don't usually write reviews, but I must warn people about this movie. I am a fan of John Carpenter. The Fog and The Thing are both excellent films. This is terrible. The title of the movie, They Live, maybe could have been... They live alongside us, but they aren't really doing anything. The film just doesn't go anywhere. I wish I had watched The X-Files instead. (laughs) Stay away. Our next one is from Despacio Cedariel. He says, only if you've got a passionate crush for bad, and I mean real bad, movies. Watching the joke of a film was an unforgivable waste of my lifetime, So I feel much too obliged to help others not to waste theirs. Do yourself a favor and stay away from it, particularly if you happen to admire and respect as I do some of John Carpenter's other works. Unless you've got a passionate crust for bad, and I mean real bad movies. Okay, the world is under the dominion of a dystopian alien shadow government of evil looking extraterrestrials infiltrating the society at all levels. And this, implausibly, this implausibility may sound and look good enough in any sci-fi movie, but even more implausible are the stupid things terrestrial rebels do at every step in order to fight back against the E.T. scum. Characters are totally flat, very poorly acted, and the script just sucks. Just so as the special effects do. I'm giving it just two stars, and only because I know there are some movies worse than this one out there. Our next one comes from James Kendrick of the Q Network Film Desk. He says, a smart movie wrapped inside a dumb movie. What? (laughs) Yeah. Jonathan M. on Rotten Tomatoes says, my personal and professional review of this movie, I just don't get it. Hin C. says, absolute POS, so bad. And last, but certainly not least, completely unnamed, Uh, obviously didn't want to get called out for his review. I get cult classics and most of them are camp and cheese much like this, but this was awful. Nothing happens. Keith David and Piper fight for like 20 minutes of the movie. Just stupid.
1: Not stupid. Great. Fantastic.
2: Amazing. (laughs) Not stupid. No. That's
1: amazing.
2: That fight scene was amazing.
1: It could go on for another 20 minutes, and I'd be like, fuck yes. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: And I think the thing I love about that fight scene the most is finding out. Like like I said, I've, I saw this movie when I was 10. And, you know, of course, like we talked about with wrestling, it's choreographed. It's scripted. I know that fighting in films are scripted. But to find out in the commentary that they were giving – like, full-fledged fucking blows, just not to the face or the groin, right? So right. These, these motherfuckers were going all out in body shots, you know? Like, could you imagine taking a body shot from either of these guys?
1: And also, because Keith David got, like, really swole, you know, for that movie. But, like, when they when they stop fighting, and they're still holding on to each other in, like, headlocks. But they're not fighting anymore. They're like, somebody's coming. Let me keep Holding you in a headlock, you know. It's like it
6: doesn't end really. It's great.
3: It's so great. Yeah. And um. Candy,
6: I wanted to point something out to you. Did you recognize the guy that was speaking at the function toward the end, where like they go into like the big function with? Oh, the, the guy with the, the mustache. Yeah, that was speaking on the loud uh, on the microphone. Did you recognize that guy?
1: I don't think so
6: yeah that's the dude that owned the car dealership in roadhouse the one that gets totaled by the monster truck
2: (laughs) oh yeah yeah. Yeah. deep cut now i feel stupid
1: no i should know that i should know that but i i it wasn't in my brain my the file missing thank
2: you action drunkies
3: thank
1: you action junkies i was on that fucking episode and i'm still like what um (laughs) so yeah I, i mean drugs are bad I have to take drugs. I'm not like taking recreational drugs. I'm just taking the drugs they give me, which are worse than the recreational drugs. Anyway. Um, so my review. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) I'm not crazy about big pharma owning my ass. Um, I have to, you guys obviously, I mean, I've kind of been reviewing and showing like this movie has my heart. So I think my rating is pretty obvious. I have to give this 10 out of 10 Formatahide Faces. Um, this is a movie and... and, and ah. <laughs> yeah, this is a movie that um, when I was a kid, I fucking loved it. I was obsessed with it. And as a teenager, I fucking loved it and was obsessed with it. And I didn't visit it for a bit. And then I did, and it it's still... I fucking love it and I'm obsessed with it. You know, like it's one of those movies that those rare ones and there there's there's some out there like Labyrinth and shit like that, that, you know, from my childhood Princess Bride, they hold up. um, And and so I'm going I went a little outside horror there. I mean, I have some horror movies like Night Living Dead was my first horror movie. It's still fucking great. Um, It never disappointed me. And uh, there's not a lot of movies I can say that about um, because I try to be really real with myself and with others about how nostalgia you know, like, you can love stuff for nostalgia, but you need to be honest about the fucking movie. Like, I'm being honest about the movie, and I'm using nostalgia. And so, it's absolutely a perfect film. It had it had a lot to say. I don't understand those reviews. I guess these people just don't get it. But, it had a lot to say. And it, and, 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 and you had to think about it, uh, because it made you think about it. it. It did what it needed to do. And it was entertaining. It was funny. It was... Just really, really great. You would have never guessed that you know here's this wrestling guy like he can he can fucking act like this. Yeah. You know, um. That he he was phenomenal. And John Carpenter said, yeah, this movie's on your shoulders. But I have to say, the movie is really on Keith David, and Roddy Piper's shoulders. Like they are really the integral focus here. I would yeah. not say it's just Roddy Piper. I mean, he's definitely the main character, but I wouldn't say it all rests on his shoulders. As much as I love him, I have to give Keith David credit. I don't feel like Keith David ever gets credit. And going back to our Broadhouse um, review, remember how I said what an underuse of Keith David? I'm I'm pissed.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. use him because they cut all those parts out. Uh, but yes. anyway, yeah, I, I I I love to shout out Keith David whenever I can. So I took that opportunity right now. So yeah, uh, perfect film to me, ten out of ten for my high faces. Uh, John Carpenter, just tip top shape um, during the 80s. Like, just everything. Yeah. And, and the other movie I, I was referencing said I wouldn't say uh, was Big Trouble in Little China.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Another mix, a hybrid of, of different yeah. genres. And we will be doing that. I'm just spoiling it next season, uh, which is going to be after the holidays. And I can't fucking wait because I, I'm, I'm just obsessed with Big Trouble in Little China. <laughs> I fucking love that movie. I, I'm feeling
0: kind of invincible right now. Yeah. I, love like, yeah. I just love that line. Yeah, you know yeah. what
3: Jack
6: Burton always says at well, time well, I love like when he
1: comes out with the lipstick all over his face, giving orders. That's like one of my favorite fucking things in <laughs> yeah. the world. Like, that's just... <laughs> Wrestling with the lipstick smeared all over. Okay. Anyway. Uh, but we'll talk about that when we do Big Trouble. But so John Carpenter, as we said, you know, um, most people call him the master of horror. But like Rob said, that's not really strictly true because he's done so many things in so many genres and genre bending movies. This is a genre bending movie. Um, like I'm passing it as horror and it does pass as horror. Um, but it can be it could be in the, in the action section just as easily. You know, or the sci-fi section, but they don't really have a sci-fi section. They usually, because I worked at video stores, they usually throw the sci-fi in with the horror. So, yes. it's it the horror. You know, it's, it's it, we're doing it as a horror film, but it's really much more than that. And I, yeah, I, I can't give a higher score. I love it. 10 out of 10 for faces.
2: And, and I had intended to give this a 9.5 because this <gasps> is not my favorite John Carpenter film. Um, that goes to The Thing, uh, followed closely by Big Trouble in Little Chinatown but i i have to i have to give it a 10 because because you
1: live with me and
2: you. right because my wife will <laughs> smother me in my sleep um no i i do i love this movie it is nostalgic to me not not even just you know because it's it's rowdy piper but because this is another one of those films that i i was able to bond with my my father and we watched this a lot he introduced me to this film um and just, you know, Keith David fucking, dude, read me menus. Like, I just need your voice. <laughs> um, Kung Pao chicken. chicken. But the, the film is as relevant today as it was in the 80s. And, you know, it, it is such an important film. You could take the aliens out and put MAGA hats on all of them, and it would be the same fucking film. You know what I'm saying? Like, not to get political, but I'm I'm getting political here. We do. Um, But, you know, I mean, just the film itself is just, it's a great fucking film. It's fun. I have fun every time we watch it. Um, If you haven't listened to the commentary track on it, listen to it. It's like two old friends fucking hanging out. I I think Roddy Piper at one point said that it had been 12 years since they had, like, spoken together. And... For, to hear them just get together and just banter about this film and all the good times they had making it. Like, it was just, it was such a treat to listen to. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to give this 10 out of 10 flannel shirts.
6: Yeah.
1: Okay, Okay, uh, Rob?
2: Uh, I'm going to give this a 10 out of
6: 10 uh, pieces of bubblegum.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
6: <laughs> this movie is a flawless masterpiece. Um... It is, it is one of the greatest movies ever made. I will die on that hill. It um, It absolutely is a, is a glorious piece of not just 80s movies, but just a, a masterpiece of cinema altogether. Uh, I, I, I adore this movie. Um, I adore everything about it. Roddy Piper, uh, legend, uh, Keith David. Um, he just fantastic actor. I mean, we, we've said many times... Um, I love for Keith David, uh, Meg Foster, because we really didn't talk about Meg Foster. Today, so thank you yeah, for, for, for for bringing her up. Um, As a uh, Meg Foster was great in her little icy because she plays icy well.
1: Oh, she does. The woman,
6: like uh, she, uh, if uh, you ever seen Leviathan with uh, Peter Weller, um, yeah, she she plays the, the evil corporate uh, businesswoman in there, She's and cool. she is the. She's the fucking icy, and also uh, evil Lynn in uh, Masters of the Universe. Uh, yeah, War. yeah. Oh god. Yeah. Oh
1: god.
6: Yeah. She. 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 She mentioned that uh, she. She only got cast in sci-fi movies because she brought her own special effect with her eyes. Um. So. Oh. so yeah. yeah. And um. Uh. Like it's great. Uh. The story is just fucking fantastic, it, and you know it makes us think to this day. Uh. The action is really good too. Um, particularly the final shootout when they they take over the uh, the the building and the, the the siege of the building at the end. I I, I also wanted to mention that um, when they're shooting the the alien soldiers in the hallway, they're going down the, the corridor, the hallways, they're shooting the alien soldiers. Uh, fucking Roddy Piper clearly steps on one of their chests.
3: Yes. As, as he
6: like Keith David's uh, like steps over his body, but uh, Roddy Piper just steps on his chest for some reason. Oh, like, like, fuck you. It's like, like, damn, dude, that sucks. You know what I'm saying? That poor stuntman was just laying there and he's just fucking. Broken like, fucking get,
1: ribs and shit. Yeah,
6: like, just imagine how heavy fucking Roddy Piper is and you have this motherfucker stepping on your chest as he's running by. Like, just real quickly, but it's like,
2: god damn it. He had, like, like pins on if I'm gonna die, I guess
1: that's a good way to do it. Like,
6: yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. That's going Holy... on my resume. <laughs> yeah, I. I got stepped on by Roddy Piper in a movie. That's oh,
3: water. Yeah.
2: I've,
6: I've been blessed by the Lords. I got Roddy Piper's foot. I got Roddy Piper's footprint permanently imprinted in my fucking chest because he stepped on me.
3: <laughs>
6: yeah. yeah. It works out, brother. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this is such a fucking glorious movie. Uh, I love it to death. Um uh, this is um, When I Die I wanted to be buried by uh, With a couple movies And They Live Is going to be one of the movies I want to be buried with um, So so I could go into The afterlife With my favorite movies And they, they Live Is going to be one of them Because I love this movie So goddamn much But So yeah 10 out of 10 Pieces of bubblegum
1: All right uh, Mac mm,
6: mm,
5: mm. So No I'm gonna give it a 10 out of 10 alleyway bras to put on a pair <laughs> of uh, sunglasses. And uh, the reason why I guess this 10 out of 10 is simple, besides the nostalgia factor and reminding me of me and my brother over here, it's all about fight to power, man. And I'm all for some revolutionary shit. So uh, 10 out of 10 alleyway bras. Yeah, yeah, that's right.
1: Straight to the point and beautiful.
6: Um, wait, wait, wait. Hold on one second, Mac. You mentioned that before on the episode of Action Drunk, where you like the revolution. I am all for
5: some revolutionary No, no,
6: but I'm trying to remember. What episode of Action Jokies was that where you mentioned your love for the revolution? I don't know, but La Revolution. Oh, oh, no, it was McBain when we talked about McBain. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you you were like, yeah, I'm all for for La Revolution. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mac Mac has made it very known that. I'm a Freemason.
5: We about that revolutionary life, (laughs) people.
6: Get it, get it, (laughs)
4: Pretty revolutionary myself. I join you, um, Crystal. Um, I'm going to give this eight out of ten. Missing coconut headshots. Damn it, Crystal. I mean, it, it's a great movie. I love it. I love Roddy higher than an eight. Sorry. I mean, I do. We haven't covered Hellraiser yet, though. Oh,
3: um, uh, yeah,
4: yeah. So, me I mean, multiple. when we talk about first horror movies, you know, my parents were like invalids. Um, but eight out of ten, uh, missing coconut Head headshots. Uh, I loved it. Uh, Roddy Piper uh, was great it, it, in a non-traditional role, I guess. Um, I liked Holly uh, and and you know, you know Keith David. That that's my love. Um, he could read me the fucking telephone book uh, for all I care <laughs> and you know I don't need Samuel L. Jackson reading go the fuck to sleep <laughs> I need Keith David reading the fucking phone book uh, you know anybody that can do spawn justice is is just a plus in my book um, but I love this and I love the short story that it's based on
0: awesome okay uh, Dave so I struggle with this one because Am I supposed to rate this against like all movies ever, or against Carpenter films in general?
1: Wow. I mean, like, this it's is not a rating. However, you want to do it.
0: This is not my go-to Carpenter film. My go-to Carpenter films are when Carpenter was nasty like fucking assault on precinct 13 a 12 year old girl gets shot in the chest while buying an ice cream cone yeah. that's the carpenter that i fucking love
4: miss jackson if he nasty i'm i'm nasty <laughs> but, I,
0: but it's it's so it's hard it's hard for me to decide like how high to rate it against you know all other films it's amazing but against other carpenter films it's not my favorite so, uh, so it's difficult for me uh, but i'm going to also give it an eight out of ten uh, surprised that you're fucking an alien because that final scene, you know? Yeah. But, oh, yeah. What's, the matter? what's wrong, baby? <laughs> you're a fucking alien.
6: That's the that's uh, perfect last scene in a movie. Yeah,
0: a Absolutely. And, and actually, I to, uh, and part of it might be because I was never a huge wrestling fan. That was never my jam. I'm sorry. I've been confess it out front. I've never been a huge wrestling fan. I like Mike Carpenter nasty and, and cynical. And this one is and this and when we do, um, uh, big trouble in little China. I'm going to run into the same problem. I love the movie, but I want my carpenter less comedic and more 12 year old girls are going to shot in the chest. That's what I want my carpenter to <laughs> do. You know what I mean? And I'm so waiting. Tell I'm us gonna, how gonna, you really feel. I'm going to talk to my therapist about it tomorrow when we have our appointment, but <laughs> she's going to say, you know, more drugs for me. But anyway, yeah. So I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. Just it's obviously, I love it. I love john carpenter i love everything about this movie but as far as other john carpenter films it's not my go-to my go-to is the fucking thing anything from assault on precinct 13 through you know all the way up to well even starman because in starman he's not even trying to it's 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 a romance he's not even trying to make it a horror movie it's a pure romance and it makes me cry i think we should cover it on the show i love starman so much we
1: have horror business
6: yeah, anyway, so yeah, the eight out of ten, and I'll shut up now. Hey, <laughs> hey, I ordered a
3: vanilla
0: twist. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. That's fucking John Carpenter. I just, this, uh, we, I we didn't cover feel like he's multifaceted, you
1: know, because I think everything that he does, he does well.
0: Yeah. Oh, he's Rob with movies, the call out. Whatever kind good. of
1: genre, oh. like, I mean, you guys have become the eight out of ten crew, and like, I respect that. But I'm like, Look, damn, I'm a damn it! Pussy, I wanted I don't, a fucking I can't, perfect I... score for this.
2: <laughs> well, I just Ruined I can't it. I can't wait until we talk about the fog.
0: Oh yeah, Ooh, that's amazing. Nice oh, no, there's no there's no doubt of what I'm doing that one. Fuck
5: yeah! Oh. <laughs> uh,
6: yeah. A- 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 see if Kate I Chris make S- that
5: one, we might have to see what I give that one. Yeah. Well, we
1: got Daddy Tom Atkins. So.
3: But no, what? <laughs> <And Adrian laughs> no, and oh, and no, oh, Wait, hold on, hold on,
6: hold on, hold on. But it's a, it's a, a lesser Tom Atkins because it's mustacheless Tom Atkins.
0: Mustacheless, yeah. You know
1: that I disapprove of facial hair, but I approve of it on Tom Atkins. And Tom's Daddy. and Daddy Tom Zavini, oh. they're the, they're both allowed to have facial hair.
2: You know, I I, I got to tell you, I, I I told Candy Halloween night. I said, you realize tomorrow's No Shave November, right? And she looked at me and she's like, you better fucking not.
3: AJ <laughs> <laughs> McLean, I was like, I, I was
2: Dave, like, oh
1: no, it's God. fucking not. No, it's not.
2: <laughs> that's it been can't not. That's been canceled. I
0: noticed that. Sh- I noticed that you're clean shaved right now.
2: Yeah, not quite I'm a little scruffy no. but yeah, I'm sick. not good lord
0: um,
1: anyway uh, plugs I'm just gonna keep it simple uh, one I'm a nice person I really am I promise super I'm a good friend I'm, I'm, I'm good at being friends and, and being nice and I'm good uh, anyway um conform th- obey um
4: <laughs> marry and reproduce reproduce <laughs>
1: we have done all the things we, we have assimilated um <laughs> now I'm pulling the thing. What,
6: what are you, the fucking
0: Borg over here? <laughs> Borg, nigga. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah,
0: I want to be Locutus. Lacutus of Borg. <laughs> Resistance <laughs> is futile. <laughs> <Fucking> <laughs> With me,
1: that's kind of true. Resistance is futile. Um, uh,
0: we just dirt it out. <laughs>
1: I, I, yeah. Um... So for me, um, and the show, uh, basically I handle, uh, we spoke a lot about social media. That's all me. Um, I want to shout out, uh, we, we, are part of a podcast network now that's got some great people. Um, and that is F Entertainment Podcast run by a friend of the show, but we've got a great group of people all working together in the horror community, uh, in there and we're still growing and I want to shout out everybody to that, you know, like. Thank you so much uh, for having our, we are, the, we are the miscreant, redheaded stepchild of podcasts. We don't have a format, we're fucking crazy. Uh, that's what people know us, when they describe us, they describe us as chaos, crazy, and fun. And that's what we are. We are unruly children of the podcasting world and someone accepted us, so thank you for that. Uh, and they love us. And, and that's what we all need. Love love us for us but anyway shout out to them shout out to erica shout out to nico shout out to you know all those missing uh patrick it would have been interesting to hear what patrick has to say but um we'll, we'll be hearing lot uh, 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 from patrick, uh, patrick uh, soon
6: yeah uh, absolutely yeah, yeah. i would have loved to have him. i sure kind of adopted
1: patrick this. um and i can explain that later but yeah <laughs> i i kind of adopted him i was like hey guess what bye uh, i loved you on the show and now you're in the hair bye
2: yeah. Thank you. Hope you don't plan on uh having facial hair,
3: Patrick.
1: Um I hope you, you didn't realize like I didn't really <laughs> give you a choice, did I? Patrick. Well, Patrick, oh, I no, guys, Pat- here's the funny thing. Really quick anecdote. I sent him the list. I said, What do you want to be on for season five? I said, You're a friend of the show, so you can pick as many as you want. He picked like twenty. So I said, just get in chat. Get in chat. You're, you're in. You're in. Because you're obviously yeah, yeah. You're a, a lunatic like the fucking and, rest of us. If you're gonna pick twenty movies, you're a lunatic. And, and, it. You're in. Get-
6: yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, don't worry about Patrick. He hates facial hair. He was telling me about. <laughs> he grew like he grew a goatee and shit to play Stone Cold for for uh Yeah, Halloween. He talking about that. yeah and he he fucking hated it. He was he was uh, texting me like, I fucking hate
3: it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it bothers me so Bl- much
5: blasphemy. Yo, you got to rock through that. Once you bird. get past the itch thing, <laughs> bird, woo, bird. baby, it's great. That's man. what they bird. said
2: about crabs, too. But
1: ah, no, Ew. OK, sorry. Um, yep. So, um,
2: <laughs> so yeah, we,
1: we, we adopt ew. Ew. other miscreant.
3: Sean, other,
1: we, we adopt plenty of other miscreant adult children uh, like okay. us. And uh, I, I love everybody who's on the show and friends of the show and, and friends of the show, our family. Yeah, if, if you're friends of the show, oh. you're family, and that's, you know, Mikey, Hans, that's Larry. That's a lot of people. I was so excited when we gave Larry the winning quote for our latest release at this time of recording was Intruder, and he's like, it was a contest?
0: <laughs> I love Larry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's like, there was a contest? I was like, N- you know. Oh, that's not Larry. exactly.
3: Yeah.
0: Isn't everything?
1: So, yeah, all the family. Everything about The House That Screams, um... Eric makeup company, Final Girl Cosmetics, blah, 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 blah. It's all my link tree, which is link tree slash candy, the final girl. Try to keep it simple.
6: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, of course, my link tree is link tree slash the cinema drunkie, where you will find all my links for this, for this show, as well as uh, me and my brother's show, The Action Drunkies, as well as my upcoming show, Wrath of State, which talks about all the films of Jason Statham. Uh, 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 title, um, release date uh, to be determined, um soon um'm uh, still trying to figure that shit out um and also shout out to our, our family who isn't uh a, a bummer for Patrick because I know he really wanted to be here but he was watching uh eternals
3: smoke <clears throat> <Bullshit. clears
6: throat> sucks bro I haven't I haven't, seen, see it. I, I haven't, I haven't seen it I haven't seen it yet but it looks like a big pile of shit in, in uh, um also uh,
1: also a lot shout out, shout said out. That about malignant
3: though yeah I, mean, yeah, but, I didn't get, get to talk about, about, it,
5: about it, like it, it so yeah, y'all won't sure. know what I think
6: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that, that's a that's a deep cut. <laughs> but um uh oh uh, yes, uh, shout out to Mikey Hands. Um, he's having a good week. Uh, talking about one shot. Uh, like he's got interviews up with uh, Scott Atkins and the director of that film, James Nunn, uh, as well as that film itself. Um, shout out to uh Chris uh, Barreras. Um well so, uh lindsey who i just did uh that i put a spell on you episode of her podcast schlock and all where we talk about curse of the demon as well as the drag me to hell uh amazing double feature uh shout out to uh daniel over at cobwebs podcast as well as ron over at film Shirt podcast as well as larry Larry, uh, I brought- who won the
1: contest larry.
6: yes and um yes uh, shout out to all you beautiful people i love you all and uh Yes, uh, thank you for always having me here, and uh, I enjoy this. And uh, I'm I'm just stalling right now, so uh, take it away, Mac. <laughs>
5: <laughs> man, man. Um, shout out to as always to all of our listeners. Thank you guys for checking us out. We're a bunch of animals. Uh, I love my horror family out here. Shout out Erica, Nico, Patrick. Sorry I weren't here, guys. Larry, you already know, bro. Mikey, a hands, and Wrath uh, of Steve. Action Drunkies. Look for all these people, stole that from Dave, and I'll stop being lazy soon and have my uh, all star animes out. And uh, yeah, take it I'm away, going David.
1: i help you any way that I can, Mac. I'm Real. just being
5: lazy. I'm just being, I'm waiting for my intro. I want to hear it, Sean. I know you're sweating over there. <laughs>
2: oh. Bro, I, I lost that intro when my hard drive crashed. So oh you should have told me i would have resent it to you i will, I, will I still have it. whatever you need me to do man let me message me let me know oh, i didn't know man I'll i thought I
5: just thought uh, you wanted some ducats i was about to hook you up
2: no. yeah hook them no, up with no, the I, ducat, was holding, no. I thought you was hey. holding me
5: hostage hey, hey i was oh. like yo i got a hundred dollars for you hey mac hey mac what are ducats no. I, I was about to show you, bro. <laughs> I was making rain on your
6: ass.
1: No, he, he would never <laughs> accept money quack, quack. from anybody. I'm no, like, no
4: your family, dude. Yeah,
2: yeah. Just, yeah. Look at all these ducats. Look how Tron
4: no. is living on the city. I'll tell you what,
2: you. I will do your intro for you. You got to shave though. <laughs> uh, how much? How much? <laughs> I'm playing. I'm playing.
0: I love being here. I love all of y'all uh erica nico patrick love you all I'm sorry they weren't here i always miss erica i always love her sort of oh, sideways sort of uh, uh, um i know she she's so well read and and, and like what uh, who was it? it was rob who said it feels like in a college yeah, class, yeah. She, like yeah talks. i love it right. i love it and i miss that because I, I love i love one learning things, but anyway
1: one of the many things i love about erica like we work together on so many things And we both are intelligent and bring something to the table, and it's just like I enjoy that about her. And then I can bring my brand, and then we have like this. We work together on so many things. I just fucking love Erica. I miss her, and I miss Nico, and I miss Patrick. Sorry, I had to put that in there. Love you, Erica.
0: Yeah, and anyway, so for me, so for me to be here tonight, you know, on a Thursday night, late at night, I love being here. And uh,
6: yeah,
5: it's late, bro. I love.
0: Everything okay. about it, I love. I love laughing with you all. If anyone's listening, uh, this is what we do: we laugh, we talk. There's no judgments. We love, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I'll get creepy. all snappy, what
1: but we don't.
5: All... Yo, why do you have to sound like that? Like you were trying to convince us, Dave. You know we love everybody. <laughs> yeah. Hell
6: yeah, boy. I was. I was. I was about to say that's a bunch of horseshit because Candy's still judging me about Nightmare on entry
2: Street Three. <laughs> oh <my laughs> part out <laughs> on the homies, oh, hey, That's
3: still my favorite. That's what I
1: do. Remember how I talked about the little things? The little things. Damn
2: it, Rob! Why do you keep bringing that up? Now I gotta fucking listen to it again. No,
0: no, it's the poor, poor Sean. How the fuck are you gonna? That was always
6: wait. As Danny Elfman says, it's the little things. I still got it. I still got it. Uh, I rolled this. uh, Yeah, I was about. um... What are you
2: rolling over there, buddy? Not we. Uh, yeah, definitely
6: definitely not weed, but uh it was a fucking um uh uh what's those those cough drops? And if it ain't then, weed,
4: it, is it worth
6: it? No, right, no. right. He, tell them yeah, I haven't smoked in like I, I haven't smoked like thirteen years, but um I still got it. I still got it.
5: That what the <laughs> fuck that looks like trash, nigga.
1: You, you got
5: pinner. nothing. Now Wait. could you get it back? Yeah, for sure. If you jump back on, you got it. But that right there, I, I,
6: I got it. I got it, bro. I got it, bro. Like you got it. it. That, that, that shit never leaves you. It's like riding a bike,
5: bro. We should try. Yeah. We should try that out.
6: Uh, we should uh, get together and you should yeah. roll a blunt. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, yeah. To
1: practice that one. Um. So, and Crystal, sorry about
4: that. Um. Wherever Dave is, you'll find me. Um, Where is Dave?
3: I... <laughs> he had to make up. <laughs> You're
4: gonna oh. find me in the restroom soon um (laughs) so wherever he is you'll find me um i am excited to just be included in the group every week i know i haven't scored anything in 10 out of 10 uh unfortunately you know
5: we haven't we we haven't done labyrinth yet that shit's killing him we have not
4: done labyrinth labyrinth is my favorite fucking film of all time i have a whole head of useless information But um, Hellraiser
3: is my favorite.
4: Yeah, Yeah. yeah. Hellraiser is my favorite horror movie, and the Saw series is my favorite horror series. So Mm. I mean, we got—I know it's a laugh, but we got you know fucking like loads to go for me. But um, you know, I'm a natural redhead, so you know, for us being the you know the redhead stepchild. (laughs) <laughs> that. my brothers are redheads i'm jealous yeah sure. we we, are, we fucking need more pain medicine we fucking need more sedation i cannot tell you how many operations i've had i've awoken on and set up in wait uh, what because oh, they don't know us- that's my worst nightmare I mean, See, I've been told rim,
5: gingers don't have souls. I don't know if they're true or not.
3: <laughs> oh,
1: I, well, I, 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 I could are. argue that because my brothers are kind of fucking soulless sometimes.
4: All right.
2: So with that being said.
4: We need to. Uh, uh, yeah, people need to go to bed. I'll be the mouth of the south. Hmm?
2: Yes. Yes. <laughs> you, Jimmy
4: Hart. I like you better already.
2: <laughs> all right, guys. Have a good night. All right.
4: Love you guys. Love you guys. Love you guys.